Welcome back to Pixels and Pints. Uh, it's another fun-filled afternoon of episode recording. That's a sentence that I just made with my mouth. Uh, <laughs> my name's Tom. Uh, I am one of your three hosts tonight. I have uh, Dan with me. Hi. And I've also got Pete. Howdy. Um, if you're expecting anything different, uh, you obviously are new to the show. Uh, yeah, because that's basically <laughs> all we do. It's just the three of us. Uh, rarely get a guest. Um, tonight, we're going to be doing the usual. We're going to review some... Tasty beers, we're going to, uh, what else are we going to do? Talk about some movies, some trailers, some games, um, have a big long discussion in the latter half once we've had three beers and hope it doesn't go too sideways. Um, and that's us. Pretty Over much. to someone else. <laughs> there was a, like a distinct lack of, uh-oh, we've lost to Dan. There was a distinct lack of enthusiasm, but you kind of got it back what you, That was through. the most enthusiastic thing I think I've done in the last three hours. Today. <laughs> Tom might be recording with a severe hangover thanks to uh, imbibing in 11.3% stouts last night. They only served you nine. No, it was more than that. It was like 17%. They only just served you 90 mils. Um, yeah. It was delicious, though. Went down too smoothly. Um, but, yes, we've lost to Dan. He'll be back shortly. Um, I'm sure he will. I mean, let's just trundle on then with uh, let's review. A, let's 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 crack a beer because that's the let's best thing for a hangover. Crack a beer, hair of the oh. dog. Yes, um, I haven't tried mine, Pete. Do you want to go first? You've had sure. had a sip or two. Can do. I am drinking uh, six string all the way from New Zealand. Uh, six string brewings, wet, wet, wet hop ale. Six stringer from the Central Coast. Oh well. Then it didn't come from here. I thought it was New Zealand. What am I thinking of? They're in Erina. What fucking New Zealand beer brewing company am I thinking of? That Anyway. Eight wide. Uh, eight wide. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers and- Guitar <laughs> analogies. I yeah. don't fucking know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So six string brewing, wet, 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 hop, pale ale. Um, thought I'd go for something simple to start with because I've got some big beers coming up. So it's a 4.6% starter, mm -hmm. and it's it's actually really good. I'm I'm impressed. Um, I mean, it it punches well above its weight. It punches like an IPA for a for a pale. Yeah. Um, really dank. Lots and lots of hoppy hoppiness. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking them up on Untapped. Uh, Chinook and Centennial, harvested from Ryefield hops and brewed on the same day. Uh, yeah, uh, fresh hops accentuate the pure lupulin. Providing a bouquet of pine and citrus alongside a grassy dankness depth that you'll only get in a wet hop brew. It's it's definitely danky. It's very very hoppy for a like I said for a pale ale. It's it's surprising. So yeah. Hmm. What are we giving it, Peter? What's They're obviously pixels out of. Oh no, keep going. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say it's quite bitter, like very bitter to finish. Um, it's only forty IBU, but it tastes higher than that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four. That's a pretty impressive. For a pale? Nice. Hmm. And you? I have gone with, sorry, I was just reading about it actually. I've gone with a Pilsner to start, um, the exact opposite end of what I was drinking last night. Uh, this is uh, the White Bay and Freshwater Brewing, so a little collab. Um, this is their Up Top Slovenian Pilsner. Um, so this was brewed at White Bay uh, with with fresh water. Um, it's a lovely little gold can with some, some hmm. you know, I guess, I'm assuming there's some uh, some Slovenian um, 
references in the artwork, I'm sure. Uh, it does say that they were made with European malts and Slovenian hops, so they imported everything. Yeah, right. Um, this Pilsner is a liquid high five and celebrates our shared love of lager and hops. Um, that was brewed with the finest European malts they could get their hands on and hopped with an absolute mind-bending amount of Slovenian-grown Bobek and Celia hop. Uh, we put out all the stops with this one, a painfully long four-step mash, extra cold fermentation, unfiltered, and naturally carbonated. And then there is a toast in Slovenian, which I am now going to butcher. Um, <laughs> Naz, Nazaravi? Nazgul? I don't know. Um, I apologize to all our Slovenian listeners. Um, I have not yet to wrap my tongue, head, face around your delectable language. Um <laughs> Pete was really scared where that was going for a second. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. But it is, look, it's a naturally cloudy um, mm. Pilsner, definitely not as um, as crisp and see-through as, as had. Expect, yeah, yeah, we've seen some other ones recently we've had on here. Um, it does have quite a nice hoppiness to it, and it's a very strong, bready backbone of um, of the malt. Um, it's very, very good. This is perfect. I feel rejuvenated. I feel like a new man. From one sip. From one sip. Imagine what's wow. going to happen by the time I get to the bottom of the glass. I'll be... <laughs> One Several wonders. new men. I'll just clone myself. Multiple men? He was an X-Men. He was a cool X-Men. Um, he was. Yeah. Uh, that is, yeah, that is very, very good. That is the kind of Pilsner I, I quite enjoy when it's just a little bit hoppier. Um, it's, it, yeah, I wouldn't say it's not like, yeah, still not. It's very crisp still, hmm. but definitely not as crisp as some of those filtered ones that we've had recently where it's like pure see-through and yeah. almost water. Cool. Oh yeah, that is that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely that's a four and a half straight off the bat. Yeah, nice, very nice. We'll have to come. We'll have to revisit Dan's first beer when he comes back. He's currently yep. in the middle of rebooting the street that he lives on. Yep. Um, so I think we'll move into some news in the meantime. We interrupt this broadcast with some breaking news from the front. Go for it. You wrote most of these. Well done. I did. I even wrote your one that you like to talk about, which you will talk about. I just wrote it down. I know. I saw that. I got a very warm glow. (laughs) Uh, The Red Dead Redemption port has been released to PlayStation 4 slash 5. Noting there was already a backwards compatible version on Xbox Series X and Series Mm. S. So this is kind of the second port that they've done. Um, it's, It's a straight port. They have not done anything. Yeah, it is literally just update so that it runs on PlayStation Four and walk away. But they're charging seventy fucking dollars, so it's not quite triple A brand new title price, but it's pretty damn close. Pretty close, um, yeah. The game mechanics haven't been updated. The bugs haven't been updated. Like you know, they got it to a pretty good state, mind you. The game is like a decade old, but yeah. you know, if if there was a fuck up in the old version, there's a fuck up in the new version. Hmm. Um, it ultimately just looks prettier. Because the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 engine, graphics engine, mm. has been up, like, it is, uses more modern shaders. Yeah. So back in the PlayStation 3 days, they had um, some basic anti-aliasing algorithms that were kind of baked into the graphics engine. It mm. used a kind of a soft filter over the top of that AA engine just to make it look less jagged and more pretty. Yeah, and as a result, it kind of—I mean, we all—we're all familiar with the kind of the poxiness of the graphics, particularly if you look at look back at them now and do it like a side by side. So all of that's gone. Um, 
it's crisp, it's 4K, it, you know, the textures are a lot more, sh- like, a lot sharper and more legible. Yeah. Um, but they haven't updated textures. The polygons haven't been increased in the models. There's literally zero effort. I mean, that's kind of what I'm playing through with the Skyrim release I'm playing through at the moment. Like, there were some slight upgrades to it, but the same thing. It's essentially the, it's the, but I, but I was looking for that, I guess. Also, I didn't pay for it because I got it through the, well, I did. I got it through the PS Plus subscription. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I totally agree where you come from that it is, yeah, 70 bucks for it out of the box. Is and I think that's the joke. digital price because it's, I'm pretty sure it's more at like EB. I, I thought you- it was, I, I thought it was digital only, to be honest with you. Yeah. There's been a few of those lately. Um, I did put a little note in there. I don't know if you saw it. It also got released on Switch. So oh, if you wanted to excellent. take it handheld. Um, and look, it's one of those ones I never played. Oh, I think I played like the first little bit of it, like when it when it originally came out. Didn't 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 strike me. Didn't didn't grab me. Um, but now knowing how good those games are, like I've kind of been waiting for a, a, a re-release of it in a way, so that I can I want to play that before I play two. Mm. So I'll wait till it comes on the subscription and jump in, but. Yes, yeah, so I want to going out and, uh, throwing seventy bucks at it tomorrow. It's it's seventy dollars for the physical at EB as well, but it's okay. not released until October. Right. So the first one is far less less in depth than the second one. Like the, the second yes. one, you've got to oil your gun, you've got to clean your horse, you've got to maintain this, you've got to do chores around the uh, the, the campsite. The first yeah. one doesn't have any of that. The first one's Wild West GTA. Yeah, it's still a brilliant story like oh, the fucking the, amazing game the the drama and the 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 humor the the emotional beats in the story are fucking brilliant yeah. they're spot on that's what made it the series that it is oh, yeah and um, one of the most amazing cinematic fantastic endings ever yeah yeah fuck yeah um so if you haven't played the game do yourself a favor it's just i just think 70 bucks for a straight port with no effort is just highway robbery it's like it's offensive frankly yeah Anyway, um, moving on, some sad news. Uh, Ron Cephas Jones has passed away at 66. He's kind of a, I, I don't know, if you would know him immediately when you Google him, but you may Which not. Is exactly what him. I'm doing yep, because I'm that about to nothing. Uh, he was Bobby Fish in Luke you Cage. He was in he was, oh, uh, Eddie's boss in Venom. Eyes. Oh, yep. 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 Exactly what you said. As soon as I Googled him, I was like, I know that bloke. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sad. Um, and 66 is fucking young too. There's been a few of those. Danny, you with us? Dan's kind of with us. Um, <laughs> Bethesda, continue to drip feed info on Starfield. They just can't help but just feed that hype train. Hmm. Uh, you good now, Dan? Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> so that's the now the fifth or sixth time tonight already? Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Um, you did you recognize Ron Cephas Jones? I do. You looked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So Bethesda, Bethesda are just keeping up that hype train with with Starfield. Mm. Uh, they they just did a Q and A session with the developers on Discord, um, and basically dodged a bunch of questions. So were very selective about what they answered. I read the transcript this <laughs> afternoon, um, <laughs> which you would expect, obviously. Um, but they did confirm that you can buy or acquire property in all of the major cities in the galaxy that you can play through uh, mm. through either purchase or, or quests, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, and obviously, it's a Bethesda game, so assumedly you can, you know, you can um, 
decorate it with all the shit that you collect along the way. Uh, what I thought was cool was um, you can smuggle contraband in your ship, but only if you buy special uh, modules for your ship that allow you to, to smuggle. So hmm. you can do the full hands, hand solo because uh, you, you are subject to ship inspections uh, and you will get thrown in jail if you get caught smuggling shit you shouldn't have, which Fuck is cool. There Thank we you. go, straight in. I don't know where that, why that was such a violent requirement, but okay. Hey, hey, come on. Pete. Ship even inspections, he get, un- even unwanted he gets bored imported. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn the man. Um, yeah, and they also gave you a rundown on a bunch of interesting factions. There's some weird religions. There's a religion that, um, or a faction that, that worships Wait, are we still the talking God. about the game or just, uh, just life Just in now? general. <laughs> just in general, yeah. All bow down to the snake God. Um, Dan, do you want to talk to us about your first beer, mate? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to come back to it at the end of news because I need to sit on it for a minute and just okay. get my head around it. Okay. So I've got, actually got a couple of one-drop ones tonight. So I've got one drop, uh, hit me up, the thialized double IPA. It has uh, New Zealand's Cascade in a mash hop, which is something different. Uh, it's got some spelt in it. That's something different again. Mm. Uh, some Nelson, some Machuaca, and some Citra. Um, double dose of Nelson, sub Oh, God. Yeah. I'm just going to sit you'll on be, this. You'll be, you'll be reading the hop list for most of the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to sit on this, and then when we get to the end of the news, I'm going to come back with my opinion on it. Yes, chef. Okay. And and you managed to cut out just as I uh, very publicly publicly and incorrectly declared that six string was from New Zealand because I got them confused with eight wide. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> very funny. Six string, it is very funny. <laughs> it is very good. Very good. I like that. Uh, it's like your actors' names that you get almost you get almost <laughs> yeah. right. Just just you just just not quite. You've, you've yep. got you've got metal strings and a number in there, and you just uh just just. Got them mixed up there somewhere. I just I come from just a very slightly different universe from <laughs> yeah. the multiverse. Everything's just just one percent different. Yeah, just one um, step off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's uh, classic. While the while the WGA and SAG AFTRA strikes continue, don't ask me what they stand for. Uh, there'll be uh, Screen Guild Actors of, Guild. Yeah, which was yes. Writers uh, Guild of America. Yes. Fuck yes. Yes. What is the AFTRA? <laughs> Well, I didn't know that was part of it. <laughs> didn't read that far ahead, did I? <laughs> so SAG AFTRA. Anyway, uh, the strikes continue. Um, it looks, but it, it looks legitimately like there's a lot going on in Hollywood with these strikes at the moment. So, yeah. um, there was a Mandalorian extra, a, a, a woman who who has recently claimed that she was pressured by Disney or Lucasfilm into mm. uh, allowing them to digitally scan her. And she was basically, it was implied that if they didn't, if if she didn't let them digitally scan her, she probably wouldn't get called back for any more extra work on the show. Now, ironically, uh, she wasn't called back anyway after they digitally scanned her. They basically paid her 170 US dollars for a day of filming. She wasn't able to consult her union rep because while on uh, set- wait, whoa, whoa, $170. US dollars for the day, yes. Mate, that's like petrol to get there. That's how much you get paid as an extra in Mando, yeah. Whoa. So, you know, assumedly she didn't have any lines or anything like that. She would have been just an extra in the background, I I, I assume. 
Mm. Um, but all the phones are locked up on set. So while they're pressuring her to do this thing and making her an offer and, and implying that she won't get extra work if she doesn't, she also wasn't allowed to ring anybody for advice. Mm. Um, so, yes, and then it came out recently as well that every background actor in WandaVision was also digitally scanned. Now, this is going to come up again later on in the context of removing properties from streaming services to avoid paying fees to actors. But essentially, these digital digital scans allow uh, studios to digi-double uh, characters or actors, mm. particularly background actors where you don't need, they don't need to pass the litmus test up close because they'll never be up close. They're just background people. Yeah. You don't have to pay extras anymore. You can just scan them once and then you've got a catalogue in a library somewhere of a million of these extras that you don't have to pay anything for. Yeah. Hence, I mean, that is one of the reasons why everyone's striking, all the actors are striking at the moment, is yeah. uh, streaming rights and, and uh, digital scan and AI and those sorts of things. So it's all kind of coming to a head. Well, we're definitely going to get into the weeds on that later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Flash, in case anyone was at all surprised, uh, The Flash officially bombed. Uh, so it took $268 million in the theatre's box office uh, with a reported budget of $200 million before advertising basically means that it lost between 50 and $150 million um, below break-even. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's not good. That's no, not what you want. No. It's amazing how much they spend on advertising too. You, you make a film for $200 million and, and it costs you three to $400 million by the time you finish paying for advertising. That's just mental. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, you know, all those, especially now they're doing all those like digital billboards, like the 3D billboards and stuff. They must cost a fair bit to run. Plus, um, I had to recut it because I weren't sure if Ezra was, Ezra was going to yeah, be in yeah. it and then they cut him back in and yeah. Um, AC Mirage releasing a week early on October 5, while Alan Wake 2 was delayed 10 days to October 27, in case you're waiting for either of those games. Mm. Um, AC Mirage, I, sh- I pre-ordered the big box set thing like last year and forgot about it, so uh, I'm glad I was recently sifting through email and found the email. I was going to buy it again. Like I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it. Um, and on, on a related note, have you seen that... Uh, and it's not on the news on the run sheet. Have you seen the collector's box set for Baldur's Gate 3 is already being resold on eBay for over a 1000 US dollars? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened after the Spider-Man 2 one sold out. They were like, it was like two hours later. Yeah. They were up on eBay for triple the price. So they were selling them. So they never sold them in Australia. First and yeah. foremost, you couldn't order them from the Larian store can, in Australia. Can I jump in? I don't want to sure. open any more windows because my, my thing's already touchy enough as it is. Can okay. you tell me what's in the collector's edition? Uh, yeah. Um, some custom, uh, and I've, this is off the top of my head, some some custom oh, in-game up. skins, uh, some dice skins that you uh, apparently you roll dice in the game. I haven't played it yet. You do. Um, I've you, seen some footage of it. You, yeah. you do. Like it, it when you when it comes up with a skill test, um, it digitally rolls the dice for you on screen. Okay. It's got a nice little rattle. Little, yeah, r- nice little little wooden wooden <laughs> cup, wooden slash leather cup dice dice rattle. Very cool. pretty. It's, it's it sounds very D and D beyond because you can do the same yeah. thing on that. Yep. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it um. Is. Yep. So so there's a there's a collector's like digital skin for your dice. Uh, there's a few in-game other digital downloads. I think there might even be a pet that follows you around, but I'm not 100% sure because I might be mixing it up. I've with- got it. I've got it. 
I've got it. Let me tell you what's in it. The collector's edition was a 160-page art book, 32 stickers, oh, a game nice. certificate. Oh, that'd be nice. Wait for it. A mm. game code. Mm. Uh, all the digital mm. content. Yep. Uh, it's actually pretty. Looks pretty fucking cool. You got a the, the mind box that came amazing. in. You got a Magic the Gathering Baldur's Gate booster packs. Uh, mm. An oversized metal D twenty. A cloth map. Origin character sheets. A tadpole key ring and a 25-centimeter-high Mind Flayer versus Drow Battle Diorama, which does look Epic. fucking spectacular. Ooh. Epic. Yeah, the okay. statue is what it's about, right? Yep. But they're yeah. selling it, they were selling it online for $295. US uh, it was, they only m- manufactured 15,000 of these things. Sure. Um, they sold out two months ago, so actually quite late in the game, really. Yeah. Um, but you could never buy it from Australia. Like even if you went to the Larian site in the US, you couldn't order it to be shipped to Australia because mm. they didn't have shipping partners. Uh, but, yeah, to be – I think the highest I've seen it online is 15, 000, uh, 1500 US dollars. Mm, or right. people are selling the fucking dice skin for $300. So they're, they're buying the box and cutting it up into individual items and selling them off. It's crazy. Mm. Who's more of the fool? The fool will fool the followers. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not paying $1,500 for the fucking statue, that's for sure. Um, these days, I'll wait until someone 3D scans it and to say. then just buy a 3D print because physical then, piracy then you get for the to win. paint it yourself. Have a fun <laughs> afternoon. I, I, I put all this stuff down as an enormous win for Larian. If people, if people are going that far out of their way to buy this 1500 release, how many did you say? Fifteen hundred were the made and released. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. If they get, but that's. I mean, that's that's a pretty big number. But it has had almost close to a million um, users on players on Steam at yeah. the highest peak. Mm. So I mean, that's just Steam. That's before we even hit consoles and that. So they're going to hit one and a half to two million players once they get it across the 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 console. So yeah. to to have people wanting to. One, for there to be a market to sell mm. them for that much um, yeah. and two, for them to have juggled all of that with, and it sounds like a pretty good box set minus Mate, the, there's the no physical is, game in the box. Yeah. Yeah. The statue is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I was very impressed. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll jump in here, Peter, because you told me to before. Um, we have like some- well-oiled machine. That's me. Um, I am definitely well oiled. Uh, so there are some new uh, grease me up, woman. Yeah. And and he feels and he feels like many men apparently as well. You missed that little party. He many had men, earlier, men he in said. tights. Um, yes, no. So there's some new PS Plus titles if you're looking for something new to play. Uh, sea of Stars, Destiny Two expansion, The Witch Queen. Don't do it. Don't get sucked into it. It'll take <laughs> over your life. Um, Lost Judgment uh, and moving out to Lost Judgment was that that was a um, it's a Yakuza one isn't Yakuza, it Yakuza yeah one of the yeah. Yakuza games is that, yeah mm. I think it's one of the spinoffs so. yeah um, and what's um, Sea of Stars Sea of Stars I well see. nobody knows I'm not he, opening a second window I've I'm got just it, I've got <laughs> it. it's a turn based RPG inspired by classics it looks uh, like a JP, JRPG okay retro oh, inspired yeah. yes there we go actually reminds me of Ooh, actually, the I would original say ASCII Zelda games. Yeah, it looks like the yeah original Final Fantasy. Those kind of it's like isometric top down. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, makes me makes it reminds me. It makes me reminisce uh, for 
Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands because the overland map yeah, yeah, yeah. between zones is very much like that. Yeah. Um, so next, uh, well, by this time next, next week, it'll be uh, Gamescom is is on this week in Germany, uh, August twenty third, Australia time. So it'll be twenty second and twenty third over there. It runs over two days. There's five main showcases. Um, most of them will. Well, I just <laughs> found out this episode will be long out. Uh, won't be out by the time this news is, so it's kind of irrelevant. But anyway, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch the Gamescom stuff. You might see some stuff that interests you. Yeah, it's hey, five some main people, showcases. Some people only get their, their video games and movie news from our podcast, I'm sure. You poor, poor suckers. <laughs> I, was, um, I was thinking that Gamescom coverage could be a good one for you guys to cover in an upload. Yeah? Yes, we will. Don't you worry. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, It's old mate. Jeff Keeley, the guy's, you know, I'm sure he's probably nice, but you just want to punch him in the face. Um, so I'm sure people got, say that about all three of us at various stages of our lives. Oh, every day someone says that about me. Um, <laughs> and I welcome it. Bring it on. Yeah, so he's doing the opening night live. There was a indie showcase. There was a the future game showcase is the one I'm most interested in. It was showcasing something upwards of like 50 games that are, yeah, wow. that are coming out over the um the next next little while um and then there were two other ones which i did not commit to memory because they didn't really interest me um one well, actually no one's coming back it was the infinite one but that looked <laughs> like it was dealing with that ac jade mobile game that's coming out so yeah. i went no thank you no, um <laughs> and then the other one no nah, it's gone it's never coming back don't even ask me about it um so yes uh, they'll all be watchable i'm sure on YouTube uh, in the day after they come out because I'm not getting up at 4am to watch them. That's silliness. That is absolute silliness. Um, I thought this one would interest you guys, but Peter Dinklage has revealed he's going to be starring in the new Toxic Avenger film as the Toxic (laughs) Avenger. So he's going to be wielding the mop, um, as they said. So there's um, some show that he's going to be revealing that out in the the coming days. Um, I'm sure it'll appear online and we'll we'll all have a watch at it. But... um, yeah, they decided to remake Toxic Avenger. There you go. With Peter Dinklage. With yep. Peter Dinklage. So yep. if uh, I saw this I, I saw this in the news and it always comes into my head whenever I see his name anywhere is two YouTube ch- clips for anybody to go and watch is uh, Peter Dinklage Saturday Night Live Space Pants. If you haven't watched him sing Space Pants with Gwyn Stefani, uh, mm-hmm. go and fucking watch it because it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious and I'm. it's one of the – it's. I usually don't go in for real dumb, stupid comedy, uh, but this is one that just gets me all the gets time. Every time, yeah, yep. Yep. and it's just I, it gets in my head constantly. Uh, and the other one is for to go and watch the intro for Game of Thrones being sung only with Peter Dinklage's name as the tune, and it's Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, <laughs> and it, it's. Fantastic! It's just fucking hilarious, and it just goes on and on and on. And the person that did it never is stops. Yep. <laughs> it's well, a, there you go. Two, two stupid down, little everyone. things to go and watch for a laugh. Um, amongst the infinite number of stupid things that are on uh, YouTube, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but hey, go sort them out. Um, I didn't put this in trailer trash because the trailer really is only thirty seconds long. Um, yeah. But they have finally announced they are officially making the um, TMT TMNT Last Ronin game. Um, there is a cinematic teaser, which is the f- uh, four candles being blown out, signifying great, great yeah. trailer. 
Great little trail, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's signifying the ways that the three brothers have uh, died, and then you're left with one last uh, turtle who becomes the last Ronan. Um, and then, yeah, the concept at the end showed obviously his kind of build and how he's going to look in in the game, and then some of the um, some foot clan robots, yeah, foot clan mm. robots. So yeah, it's uh, only only yeah, what 30, yeah, thirty to forty seconds long, but um, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm excited for that. If um, they okay. don't incorporate the Arkham style combat into this, they've absolutely missed a big fucking miss. Yeah. yeah, it's a massive miss if they don't uh, don't take that mechanic. Oh, I imagine they would. Like you would really imagine, they would unless somebody yeah. unless they just get too uppity and don't want to copy something else. Um, when it just becomes a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the last bit is that I forgot to type up, but I saw it in there anyway. Um, there was a bit of interesting uh, uh, that Santa Monica Studios are looking for a new combat designer, and the interesting thing about this uh, this, this role for an unannounced game. But they had to have intimate knowledge mm. of the combat in God of War One and God of War Ragnarok. Mm. So is a new God of War is is that kind of confirming a new God of War is coming? Um, and look, I hope so. I well, more. they did talk about a trilogy for some yeah. time, so yeah. yeah. And and everybody they need to stop after that though. Everybody's talking Egypt uh, because there was giveaways in um, Agrabota's paintings in mm-hmm. the like I walked around and looked at all them that there was no comments on and I'm like oh I recognize that and mm. so there was there was bits and pieces Some hieroglyphs, there wasn't there um there was actual figurine uh depictions of gods and characters from Egyptian mythology so it was uh quite interesting to see bits and pieces show up there so but and between, I imagine, yeah but- between the Stargate movies and and um, the Fifth Element movies, we're all fucking experts on hieroglyphs too. Yep. Also, Aziz the- late, and the Mummy. Don't forget, like, come on, <laughs> yeah. cinematic masterpiece that that is. Now, Dan, tell us about your beer. End of news. Yeah. Come on. It's okay. So it's the thylized dipper. So it's got the thyl uh, thyl powder. Thyl is it thyl? Thyl. Theo, yeah, um, for Phantasm uh, that got released, well, I don't know, six to twelve months ago, mm-hmm. and it gives it definitely does it gives it a different level of hop character. I'm still not sure. This is now like the fourth one I've had from different breweries that have had it, and I think I've had two Garage Projects. Uh, that one I fucking hated that I sent to the group chat that was just like, man, it was like sweaty balls. It was. Absolutely fucking horrible. It was it was just body sweat on body sweat mm. on body sweat. It was just it was just had this gross and so pungent as well. It wasn't a pleasant boost of hop character. It just was yeah. so pungent and just I I if that came out of my brew, I wouldn't even release it. Like that was mm. it was horrid. I sink poured it. Um I did jump on Untapped and have a look at what everybody else rated it, and I'm obviously the outlier because so many people from Gabs and that were giving it four stars. Mm. Uh, four stars. Plus. Never, never trust a Gabs review. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is that is eighteen beers deep or, and trying or, to impress a brewer. <laughs> like, yeah, it just uh, it, it it was horrible. Um, yeah. This one, along with the Garage Project one, I think are very well structured. I think mm-hmm. they've got a really a lot of complexity to the hop character. I 
do feel, I don't know whether it's something that I'll get used to in the future after more of these that I have. I don't know if the Phantasm is going to be something that is going to have to be put into all dippers and hazies and neepers going forward to be able to mm. play in the market with the, the the people at top of the game. Right. I hope it's not because that other one that obviously I tried, I, can't, I, I, would, I would name and shame this brewery if I could even remember what, na- what brewery it was. Um, but I'm because still. Because you'd have no scruples. I'm not sure. Well, because it was it was such over it was such an overpowering thing, and mm. I think it I think it's also one of those ones. If people are interested, and if they listen to this show for that reason, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure there's other beer podcasts out there that actually focus a lot more in on several different styles of beer. But I'm sure there are some people out there listening. Yeah. I think it needs to be something that people are trying multiples of and not Before letting making the, up their mind and yeah. not making up the mind and and the customers need to be directing the industry on this one I feel I think there's going to be several breweries that are able to do it really well garage project mm. one drop obviously do this one very well but I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to put it in there for the wrong reason and it's not going to hit the mark and it's mm. going to hurt one, it's going to hurt the industry Two, it's going to hurt the brewery. So I, I'm really interested to see how this plays out, this phantasm in the next 12 months kind of thing and how it, how it affects beer styles. This is really well structured and layered. It's got a whole bunch of hops in them, mostly New Zealand hops actually, uh, other than Citra uh, was all New Zealand hops. It does have some of that Nelson uh, sort of New Zealandy hop funk to it. Mm-hmm. It's really complex and really differently structured. I do like it. I don't think I would go for a second one. Okay. But I do like it. I'm I'm glad I tried this this one from One Drop because they are exceptional brewers. Um Yes, I'm glad I tried it and I'm going to give them a 375. Because I think it's a very well structured product, and I am enjoying it, but but I think this phantasm still needs some work to it. I still yeah. think it needs I think it needs to find its place, some development and growth. Yeah, and it's big. It's a big, healthy eight percent too. I th- yeah, it is eight percent. I think the the way we are at the moment within the industry where this new thing comes out and there's really not that much R&D time within the breweries and at a small scale to make these things work properly. Mm. I think it's a so risk. So you think it's a rush to market basically? I think it's a risk, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a rush to market risk to get on top of and capitalise on the, the, the quotation, be a nerd uh, interest yeah. in, in this phantasm getting into them. So. Because mm. I was just actually trying to think about it. I don't know if – I'm sure they do, but I don't even know if OneDrop have like a little pilot system they would test this on. I think it would just go straight into their their big boys. Mm. But it was interesting. I just like – as you were saying that, like thinking about breweries that would be using that and like going forward, I just checked on – like I tried to do a search for like – I searched Mountain Culture Thialized to see mm. if it would come up. None of their beers seem to have used it. you think they'd also would have been on it. Like maybe they – I don't know. I – I, they're the ones that I hope they don't because I think their their structure and what they've got going in their products that they release, uh, they've got it so dialed in mm. 
that I think throwing something this like this into the mix just for the sake of throwing something like this into the mix, I have absolutely no doubt they will do it, but I just hope they don't yeah. try and incorporate it into long-standing things. And if they are going to do it in long-standing things, they need to spend it. They could currently be doing it. I don't know. Uh, but they need to spend the time in getting it right uh, mm. and, and moving forward with it because I think it's interesting. I think it mm. is. I think it's definitely. A, it's it's a it's a hundred percent a watch this space because it could go either way. Mm. Yeah, interesting. That's why I needed <laughs> twenty yeah, a little minutes. Time to that is such a process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to move into second beers now, so you I'm might not. need to. No. Yeah, that's fine. You might need to catch I'll, up. I'll join you in the, the break. break. Uh, well, Peter, what do you got? I. Really struggling with mine, to be honest. So this is uh, the Zythologist Bromium. So Zythologist. Oh, Zythologist. that is a terrible fucking label. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible to read even and in person. And it's like baby poo brown. Black on, yeah, black on brown. Um, so the, the brewery is called Zythologist. Mm. I've not heard of them before, but uh, they did have a Gab's beer released. I did notice that. I didn't buy the Gab's beer. Um, this is a 4.1% English brown ale. Hang it's on. A th- it's a 375ml can and it costs $20. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. And I, I'm like, th- is it going to blow me afterwards? Like, what? Like, I expect to pay 20 bucks for an 8, 9, 10% beer, but for 4%, there's something wrong, right? Where's it from? I know who Zythologists are. I knew that it would make it Rude with science is their catchphrase. They're three scientists and they're, yeah, yeah and they, they in from Melbourne. Uh, they started the brew lab at Monash University. Right. Well, all of their beers, and there were six at Cuddy Cellars yesterday, yeah. six different different varieties. They all use periodic table naming and yeah, labeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were all $20 a can. Dude, those three scientists needs to bring. Uh, it needs to be three scientists, like three men and a baby. It needs to be three scientists and a business an accountant? person. Yeah, you had an accountant. There we go. Three scientists yeah. and an accountant because that's not fucking on. Yeah, I just i i bought it out of sheer interest. To be honest with you, as to what the fuck yeah. I get for twenty bucks in a in a three seventy five mil four point one percent beer, and the answer is not a great beer. Unfortunately, mm. it's not terrible, but it's. It's not great oh, they're, either. They're engineering graduates with the the three yeah three. Oh, so they're the uni students. That's what I'm hearing. I'm suddenly hearing uni students. They were yeah. uni students. They've they've graduated and yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, the beer. I look. You can taste the, the the malt bill is what you're paying for. They've used seven different malts apparently. Um, and then there's uh, a whole. A whole spiel on it, the still would have put it that much though, like still a and there's a big spiel on the side of the can about the Maillard process of darkening mm. um, when you mix an amino acid and sugar and heat and you know darkens Pro- and enhances yeah. flavors during the boil, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get the whole big spiel, but uh, look, I get I get bread, um, I get. Like on the nose, it's almost weird. Like it, it doesn't smell like beer. Um, mm. It's it's very watered down chocolate on the nose, which is not pleasant. It's got just a, an oddness to it. Um, watered down it, your chocolate. Yeah. Um, Do you put chocolate in the fridge? Sometimes no. it, it loosens the no. flavor. No, you, you get no. a lot less chocolate flavors. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> Some um, people do. Um, in terms of flavour, yeah, you get you certainly get bread, um, bread malt. You get chocolate. You get a little bit of coffee. It's almost overpowering. Um, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not going to sink pour it. It's not quite that bad, but it tastes a bit. Also, just don't odd. Don't fuck with the brown owl. Like it just brown tastes sacred. odd. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, and for twenty bucks, like it's not That's hitting a the mark for rip. twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. um, Pete, yeah. does it tell you what malts are um, used in it on the can? Uh, no, no. Okay, and and it just says seven seven different malts. Does it? It does. Okay. And what is bromium? Uh, bromium is the brown stuff they put on you. It's a antiseptic they put on you before surgery, isn't it? Oh, isn't it it's just what you want your fucking beer to be named after. Good job. Isn't that what? I, I don't know. I'm making that up. Um, so it sounded <laughs> isn't that, convincing, isn't that right? Like, isn't that just iodine? <laughs> yeah, Wait, I think you're Pete, right. Hang on. Bromium is. Br- so how much? How much? Sorry, you, you paid 20 bucks for that can? I did. Oh, you got ripped off, bud. Bromium <laughs> is okay. Bromium's not actually a fucking element, so I don't know what the hell the story is here. Okay, I just I just looked up on a different website, and right. it's coming up as six dollars a can. Ooh. No, Ooh. are you kidding? I've still got the receipt. I'll, I'll go back to Cuddy, and I've, I've already named them, so I can't un- unname them now. <laughs> you can you can uh, beat. Se- several sites. Yeah, it's about seven bucks a can, so I think they must I'm- have rung that up wrong. I will go back. Then that's fucking bullshit. Maybe they rang you up a four pack instead of maybe the bar. No, no, no. It was on the. It was on the. It was on the um, price tag under the beer. Phew. Yeah, they fucked. They fucked that up. Wow, that's a uh, what? Four hundred percent marker. Yeah, five hundred percent marker. Uh, and bromine is the chemical element uh, that it's a reference to. So it's a volatile red brown liquid at room temperature. Uh, its properties are intermediate between those of chlorine and iodine. Mm, okay, cool. There you go. Still something you want to name your beer after. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tom, what are you drinking? Something less uh, toxic and bromium brown owl beer. Yep. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well <laughs> Welcome to the party, Tom. Welcome to the party. <laughs> hey, I was looking up the 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 cost. I was I was being there. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> I am drinking a. I had a damn missed it, but I had a lovely pilsner before. I'm I'm sticking with the Pilsner theme. I'm having a black Italian Pils. Ooh. From New England. Uh, from New England, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's called Marmo. Um, I can tap this all in if you want, Pete. Uh, it is 4.5%. Um, and God bless New England uh, Brewing for still being one of the few breweries to religiously add the IBU to their label. It's 29 IBU for those playing at home. Um, Jesus Christ, it's small text though. Let's turn and look in the light. Um, <laughs> we're all for winter styles in our damned cold small town. It's very cold in Urala if you haven't been. Beautiful part of the world, though. Um, something last year wasn't going to do it. So we've delivered a black version of our Italian pills. Big, herby aromas. Tease out hints of crusty dark bread and roasted malts delivered in a brilliant dark pour with balanced bitterness. And look, it is... It's black. It's black mm, as the night. Mm. That is that is a cold night. It is, yeah, and it's it's literally just it's like a really good, like like they said, dark crusty bread. Like that's what's coming through the first sip. Yes, Stan, what do you want? That is a beer can <laughs> description. That is what they should yep. all read like. Four or five yes. lines that give you a direct interpretation of what the the liquid is in the can. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's even it's better when the liquid lives up, to matches being up white. to yeah, matches <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's really really cool. I, I walked into the union the other day and it was just sitting there, and I was like, I haven't had New England beer in forever. I love those guys. Um, definitely gonna grab it. It's fantastic. Um, like it's it's you know it's got that slight like you get more of that breediness from like the Italian pilsners compared to like like a, a really crisp crisp one. Um, this kind of feels like that with like it's it's definitely on that like Schwartz beer kind of mm. Um, mm. Um, spectrum s- spectrum exactly that was what I was looking for thank you um, I would happily go back and buy the remaining stock of that and just sit <laughs> on that for that's fantastic this is great nice. um, it'd also be one of those really I'd love to have this by a roaring fire even like not like a fire it doesn't have to be a fireplace outdoor fire that'd just go so well and just some snacky stuff to go with it mm. that's fantastic five fucking stars. Five fucking stars. Yeah. Nice. I didn't give my last one a rating either. I'm going to give it a three, which is a low score for us. Middle ground. Yeah, we're pretty forgiving. Yeah, that is very forgiving. Yeah. Um, So, Danny, are you going to have a second beer or are you skipping it? I'll I'll skip the second. Okay. And hit the third. Okay. All right. On to some mini reviews, I think. Oh, that just gets better. Fuck, I haven't I watched that. anything. I haven't. I, I haven't played anything. I haven't watched anything. I have been catching up on all the shit that you guys suggested last episode. Actually, that's what I've been watching. Well, I had yeah, two 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 weeks off, so I actually did watch some things. And let me let me talk about one of them. <laughs> Regale us with a story, Tom. I will. I will. I'm going to sit I'll, back for a second. I'm going to do these in reverse order. Sorry, uh, Pete. See, I don't it's know. Switch them out. Black Adam. Um, look. <laughs> Toilet. Uh, several parts of it, yes, definitely toilet. I thought I gave a pretty detailed review in, in, in the chat when I talked about it. It was just so confusing in parts. Like, I obviously shat on Aquaman, and I thought it was written by a, like, 12-year-old boy who was confused to whether or not he wanted to be um, Momoa or he was suddenly, in, like, romantically in love with him. Like, <laughs> I that was just a confusing thing. Black Adam was, like... All the way through it, you could just, it oozed like the rock's ego. Like, and I know you can't like bleed a stone, but dear Christ, was this a wet rock that were like, you know, he was, his juices were all over it. And I know that's brought horrible images to people's minds. And I do not apologize because I've had to see that fucking film. It was just, yeah, like there were some certain points, like the CG wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. Where you needed it to kind of be. And also in places where it was like, so minor that it shouldn't have mattered, but it really threw me out. Because like, have you seen it, Pete? Mm. Yeah, you I know have. that. Don't start it. Don't. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Sit back, you. Sit back. Um, the bit that really threw me out, and it was very early on in the film, is when they're driving the van to the archaeological site, mm. and they're coming up this mountain, and for some reason, the whole shot looked like it was CG. Yeah, but it was like. N64 level graphics. <laughs> like it was like it just looks so fake and bad. Yeah. It's like I'm sure you could find a dirt road to drive up and put the green screeny stuff behind it for the, the massive like dig site that they put behind it. Um and then just obviously took inspiration from the gun guardians films that every superhero film has done now and needed to add that like soundtracky bit where they they got a licensed song in so there's this like the 
Black Adam wakes up and does his Black Adam-y thing and he's killing all these mercs to paint it black. Mm. But it's it was so jarring it, compared it was, to- Yeah, exactly. Was that was the exact face I made man, when- when that is when tacky. It was out of place and butchered to But it, it, it just really like- it was like the shepherd's crook going across your neck. You were like pulled into a different cinema to like watch that scene and then thrown back in afterwards. Um, the weird obsession with the skateboarding kid. Don't get me started. Like that was that was the, weird. The, but the heroes in that movie are so just. Hawkman was the worst fucking leader I've ever seen on a team. Like I, I just, know it was trying all to them. Of them. I them just- trying to make a funny bit about him going to the Atom and being like, "You and me, when this is over, we're gonna have a talk." It's like. It's his first fucking mission. Like you, you've made this whole thing about how you just recruited these fresh two, yeah. like agents to your thing under Amanda Waller, and then you're like, "I'm going to beat the living shit out of you because you keep fucking up." And it's like, well, maybe if you trained him properly instead of just throwing him in against you know this superpowered threat. But there was um, no chemistry. There was no lead up to those characters. None. There was yeah. the, the the acting was B grade at best. Like Pierce Brosnan, that was literally the main reason I watched it was Pierce Brosnan. Fate. I wanted to see him yeah, as Doctor, Doctor Fate. Fate, and I'm yeah, it, like it was cool, but he seemed to just use the one thing. Whereas we multiple manned himself, he just cloned himself and tried to hold down the rock, and then the rock. Which went- we've already seen with Doctor Strange. We didn't need to see it again. Yeah, yeah, it was it was poorly done. The weird love chemistry between the tornado and the atom went nowhere. Like, mm. yeah, it was like suddenly he was like, oh, there. This is obviously the romance they're building up because Black Adam isn't going to try and fuck the kid's mum. It's Adam Smasher too, isn't it? Adam yes, Smasher, it yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then- the no, yeah, Superman like, plays Adam. Everyone knows that. Hmm. Brandon Ruth. Brandon Ruth. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Ruth's Superman. Yeah, and then- the, Well, actually, that's very good that you said that because the, the best thing about the whole film is the little teaser at the end that went nowhere when- Because they couldn't get the rights to fight Henry Superman. Cavill walks out in his Superman to John Williams' theme. That was the best part of the entire fucking film, and it was a 30-second little thing at the end. Yep. Yep. Yep, and, and I said that oh, to you guys when I first saw it, that it and gave he me- had, And he had- They gave Cavill the curl. Yes. Cavill had yeah. the curl. Oh, that was, did yeah. that was the best fucking yeah. thing. Go watch it on YouTube. That is the only part yeah. of the movie you need to see. It gave me fucking shivers. I, I kind of fogged up a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. And I said I that to back, you guys I went back time. and watched it like three times. I was like, I'm going to skip back. I was like, was that, the, was that the curl or was that a shadow? <laughs> I went back. It's a fucking curl. Nice. Yeah, Superman curl. Um, yeah, look, just for something that was meant to shake up the DC universe. Like, it was just a massive rock jerk off. It was the a- shake up, all right. Like, yeah. fucking <laughs> just having a massive old wank on himself. Um, and that's what I felt like after. I felt sticky. I felt dirty. I went out of shower. It's like, this is gross. So did I'm I done. not- Did was, was not the whole thing where it was like I was bashing the rock in one episode. Was this not in the lead up to- yeah, that was yeah, like was. just before it came out. I think that was yeah. the 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 artwork was you mm. as Kratos killing mm. the Rock. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was just like I don't know. But I, but I, I saw was, it there were so it many first... parts of that film that just like yeah, I it was really just a hated Hawkman. It really made me hate the Hawkman character. Like, don't but get me wrong. He looked cool. He looked he very look cool. cool. Um, but and, he was just useless. He was a the most, very the, ineffective leader. The most impressive visual effect was the rock as a scrawny dude when he's back in ancient Egypt. No, that fucking threw me for a loop. I hated that. It was so- Because they didn't shrink it his head of, at all. Yeah, it kind of went uncanny valley, didn't it? Oh, no, really? It didn't shrink his head. They didn't, they didn't Chris Evans the it. They, no, they just, no, they just, no. They just rocked it. 
No, but no. It was literally like, oh, you don't have one. I thought it might be on the shelf behind you. I thought you'd have a bobblehead. It literally was bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. Just, it just looked weird. It, I hated that. <laughs> it was more seamless. I'm, so there's two things I'm going to watch from Black Adam is that scene and the Superman scene, and that's all yeah. I'm going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, YouTube, it saves like, you. Like, I didn't pay for it, but, um, you know, I, <laughs> it was, it was yeah, that was the. I rented it. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it was rented at full price. I don't remember. I probably did, Mm, to be honest, because it was shortly after it was released. I think it was just after it came out. Yeah, yeah, it would have been full price. But yeah, yeah, that was it. I like to wait and admit my stupidity on podcasts. That's my shtick. Yeah, it was just it was just a horribly confusing mess. (laughs) Like, I don't know how, but also I don't know how the Rock sat there at the end of filming that. And looked at it Thinking and went- how great he was? I'm sure ego. he loved his own scene. Well, yeah, no, the ego for the rest of it. Like the bits he he wasn't in. I don't know how he looked at that and went, we've nailed it. Did but he? the thing with narcissists is they can't see their own flaws. Oh, he it's definitely the, bullied that it's director. It's a blind spot. He definitely bullied that director. Like, yeah. he, I don't know if you looked up who the director, what he's done. He's done a bunch of horror stuff. By like, the way, Tom said bullied there, not blue. Yeah, not, yeah I heard it. I misheard it too until he repeated himself. Yeah, I mean- might have Who done knows? either. He like, might have, either <laughs> might have gotten him what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, maybe they did a little freestanding 69. You never know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no. that, there, there's there's your episode artwork. <laughs> Just- <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> and that's how we got cancelled. Uh, that's how we got sued. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dan. We're ready to fight the rock. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, like he, yeah, that that looked up the the director what he'd done because I was very curious, and he he'd done a bunch of like horror stuff, and then to do this, it was a horror. It was a horrible just mess, a very different kind of horror. But yeah, anyway, just YouTube those two things. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, For not standing sixty nine. I mean, <laughs> don't even I, type that into Google. I don't think I'll never forget. <laughs> Do that in incognito mode. It also won't be on YouTube, but um, yeah, <laughs> be on a different tube. Um, yes. Anyway, let's go on to a better film. Yeah, please take us uh, take us Air, on to something more. Air positive. was well. Air was great. It was very well acted. So for those who haven't seen or heard about this film, it's uh, on Amazon um, Prime. It is. Uh, we talked about, about it. I think we did we, the trailer for it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So it's Matt Damon, um, Ben Affleck, uh, a bunch of others. And it's all about um, Viola Davis, who was his Walla. Um, she's very good in it. Um, mm. Matt Damon's fantastic. Uh, I, I, I very much enjoyed him, his acting in this. But it's all about the creation of the Air Jordan, the shoe, based around Michael Jordan and how Nike, before in the late 80s, I think it's set, yeah, in the 80s they were, or early 90s, they were really 90s. struggling. Yeah. They were really struggling as a, um, uh, a shoe company uh, to get into the basketball shoe market in America, so they break it down. That Converse had the, all the all the deals, and then um, then it went to uh, Adidas, Reebok. Adidas, uh, really? and then then Nike had the the, the rest of the share. Um, the only like, and it's it's very well done. Soundtrack's fantastic. The soundtrack's amazing. It's just you know late eighties and nineties, early nineties, like good music. Mm. Um, and the guys to the Cast does a wonderful job. Um, Jason Bateman's the other big one in it. Uh, so there's a lot of time between him, him and Matt Damon. They beautiful chemistry together as well. 
Um, the shoe designer in the cellar in the basement is uh, – I've seen him in stuff before. I couldn't quite pick him. I'll have to remember who he is or someone's look it up. But um, he played the wonderful weirdo cellar-dwelling genius very, very well. Um, and, yeah, but the – and that goes through. It's like how they finally signed Jordan, all this kind of stuff. Um, but at the end of it, it really just felt like a bit of an ad for, for Amazon – for Amazon to sell Air Jordan shoes. Like, <laughs> that's kind of where it went to. But um, how could it not have? Yeah, well, because it's an Amazon Studios production and it was just like, hey, we've, we've got excess stock of Jordans in the warehouse. Can, you, we, can we make a film? I'm like, it's a good story. <laughs> like, the way they went through it was, it was really cool. It was based on a true story, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the best thing about it is the, the guy that Matt Damon plays, the, the, he was the talent scout. So the whole thing was the company will go and, um, they will get some fresh talent, someone who's just been drafted in, into the sport, and they will get them a, a deal, and then they will yeah. wear their shoes, and then the kids all buy them. Um, but he, the best bits at the end when it talks about his legacy, um, and for years and years and years, college kids never got paid for anything, um, like use their likenesses in games, all that kind of stuff. So they, they were essentially just like. They were marketed without any when any re, re, like re, recompense, whatever. Mm. Um, but he he was a big part of the lawsuit that changed that, okay. which is really cool because mm. it finally got them paid. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what pisses me off about this review, Tom? What? I've been looking for something to watch, and I I went to Apple TV's Watch Next, which is supposed to summarize. It certainly has links into all of the other apps you've installed on your Apple TV. Right. So if you're halfway through an episode of uh, what am I watching at the moment? Foundation. Um, Foundation. Well, that's yeah. Apple TV native, so that doesn't right. count. But I'm halfway through a um, a Star Wars uh, Rebels episode, and it right. appears in the Watch Next section of Apple TV. Okay. And I'm halfway through an episode of True Detective, which is on Amazon Prime, and it mm-hmm. shows up as well. But you got to watch Next, and this didn't come up because Apple TV oh. aren't fucking selling it. So I I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because it's a big Amazon project? Is that why? No, it's just Apple TV's. It makes it appear that it's summarizing all the new content available from all of your other apps like Netflix and Amazon Prime and et cetera. Mm. It's actually only summarizing shit you're halfway through or the Mm. next episode for something you're in the Mm. middle of. And it's only pitching net new material that they're selling you, Mm. which is fucking frustrating because I've been two days I've been looking for something to watch and I would have watched this for sure yeah it's real, I've been so looking should, forward to it should have told you I've watched it but yeah um, it's very very good very well acted um, it's, well I mean, uh, they're all stars right they are all stars mm. uh, I do I do like how Ben Affleck on the cover looks a little bit like uh, as, all stars <laughs> yeah converse <laughs> yeah um, this feels ben like Affleck- we're about to die and do a Wayne's, a Wayne's World moment yes converse the all star <laughs> the taste of a new generation <laughs> <laughs> Looks a bit like Ali G. Sasha Cow. What's his name? Sasha, Sasha-, oh, Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No. He's he's donned. He's because he's uh, Nike in the in the nineties were all about the running market. So he's in his his jogging gear. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. He looks terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. It's it's bad. But yeah. It's it's kind of it was it was it was really good to it's kind of it's always nice when you see those two together again. Mm. Just like ah yeah. the boys are back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's good. it. Mm. Um, yes. And it's it's very funny seeing. Because usually you'd say Matt Damon's the more calm one in that, it's like that duo, but in this film, mm. in this film, it's uh, it's definitely Affleck plays like 
he's the head of the company, the CEO, and he's got he's like right into his guru thing. And Matt Damon's just the jaded guy on the road, and he's just like, like call it constantly, just like, when are you gonna drop the guru shit on me? Like, what did the Dalai Lama say this time? And then he's just like, there it is, fuck you. Like, and walks out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He was he was definitely the the more zany of the two in Dogma. He was the one that was just constantly wanted to kill everyone when he was playing uh, Loki. Yes. Anyway. But yeah. Um, yes, very no, much so. Another air, reference air. to something we'll talk about later. Yeah. Go check it out. Very, it's, it's, I think it was two hours. Just about two hours. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's good. Yeah, just good. under. Yeah. Good film. Yeah. Nice. I'll watch it. Mm. Dan saw something on TV. I did it's a see miracle. I did see something. I did see something that hasn't been spoken about before. Oh, it has been spoken about before. Oh, it's been spoken uh, about. Okay, right here. So th- <laughs> this is my take on it. Uh, okay. Super, Super Mario movie. I agree with Tom. I think this was one of the best things. Not only was it adapted from something, it is mm. undoubtedly the best video game movie ever made, with without a question. Yes, uh, it's probably going to be the best video game movie or anything adapted from that media into visual TV movies for probably a good length of time. Mm. And there was not one thing I disliked about it, uh, Mm. and it was incredibly well-written, incredibly well-animated, very well-voice-acted. A couple of the voice actors threw me out a little bit. (laughs) It's fun. It's it's it fun. It's well paced. It's just it, it just pulls everything in, and it just just it, it the, the I, soundtrack I, is a masterclass. The, yeah. the soundtrack <laughs> is an absolute masterpiece. So yeah. I'm not going to go on about it because most people have seen it. My one little thing that I do want to point out that really blew me away. That really at this point, three quarters of the way through the movie, and if I wasn't invested by then, I was a hundred percent invested by that. It's going to be Jack Black's song. No, the <laughs> as soon as I realized there was going to be a fucking Mario Kart battle, I was like, <laughs> right. And fucking hell, they nailed it. Let's strap in for this. And they could have done this. In, so this is going to be spoilers here for the Super Mario movie. I'm sure most people listening have seen it. I was a very long outlier. So they could have done it. And I said to Louise, I had to Dan, stop. For those for those who haven't seen it, what did you watch it on? Uh, we rented it on Amazon Prime. Yes. It's currently it, available to rent for two ninety nine on Apple TV. On Apple I think TV, it's which, meant. I think it's because it's coming out on Peacock, so it should be on Stan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's coming to Stan for free very soon. Yes. I think it was like six bucks for the ultra high def on um, yeah. Amazon Prime. So when we got to the, got about three three quarters of the way through the 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 Mario Kart battle on their way to the the, the third act, the end of the third act. Mm. Sorry, start of the third act, and. I was talking to Louise at the end of the Mario Kart battle saying they could have done that a very different way. They pulled so many elements from the Mario Kart games where they could have Mm. just had somebody pop colored boxes out of the road and hit the box and you get a, you get a power up and then you throw the power Mm. up the same way as they did the, the question marks and you had to eat the mushroom or you touch the flower or the raccoon suit or whatever to get that power up. But they didn't, they chose a beautiful, incredibly creative way to introduce all of those power-ups and that that you get in Mario Kart in fun and different ways and not yep. just the cheap way of popping a box. When mm. I saw the blue shell destruction cart coming through <laughs> everything, even before, once again, spoilers, skip ahead 
30 seconds to a minute. If they hadn't have had the turtle go absolute kamikaze at the end and gone blue shell and wings and shot out and blown <laughs> up the road, I would have been happy with the representation of the blue shell as the the demolition cart coming through, yeah. like just powering through everybody all the way up the front. I thought that was a really incredibly creative way of portraying that power. Portraying up that power up. And then you get a split second of Mario before we get to the 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 end of the blue shell where he jumps into a cart that, that's got a Cooper in it and hits him. The Cooper goes in the shell and then he picks the green shell up and aims it and throws it as an, at another at another um at another cart. And the cannons are firing green shells and it was mm. just it, it just wasn't it wasn't a cheesy, oh yeah, I know that from the game. Run through a mm. coloured box to pop up and you yeah. get a thing. But then you go to the start of that scene and the 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 way that they had them pick their the style of cart, like rolling the 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 little teledex thing to pick the <laughs> yeah. elements of the cart and the, the the gorillas to put them all together and the soundtrack that came with it. I forget the song that played then, but it was just it was it was it was so well done and that whole Donkey Kong to the 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 start of the third act, the start of the the big fight with Bowser. That was by far my favourite point of the movie. Like I, th- I thought it was so incredibly creative and well-written and just well-played out. And I just hats off to Seth Rogen too for like nailing Donkey Kong too. <laughs> he, wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't have been the one that I'd picked, but it no. was- uh, he, he Especially when he just had job. the Seth Rogen laugh at one point. You're just yeah. like, ah, oh, there mm. he is. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, just, I just thought it was great. And I'm not going to go any more about it because it's just something that you would watch, but I do mm-hmm. think it plays into our spotlight later on. Yep. Okay. Uh, I've got a little a, a little fun fact for those playing at home that if you actually break down the Peaches song that Bowser sings um, and Jack Pike performs beautifully. Uh, it's it, incredible. Do you, do you want to know what it has the same tonal structure as? What? Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Mm. <laughs> I watched a, which is probably uh, why it it's now. such an earworm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've I, I watched that guy that we've talked about uh, in the WhatsApp channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, break it down, and like Jack Black's fucking mm. tonal range is amazing mm. in that song. Jack Black's um, come a long way since that first Tenacious D album. He's taken a he's done a lot of voice coaching. Oh, yeah. the the beautiful little moment after he's singing that song for the first time, and he says to the wizard, "Come and do a duet with me." Let's yeah. jam. Let's jam, and he plays the underworld thing. So good, so good. The soundtrack is by Tyler Bates. Oh yes, yes. It is on. It is on Spotify. It has had several. Several listens by and, Tom all the way through, and and he is such a. I said this last time. You said it was Tyler Bates. He is such an off the wall character. Like he was lead guitar for Marilyn Manson for a while, and he yeah. did the Three Hundred soundtrack. He's worked with mm. um, Zach Schneider's. Like he's just got this massive been everywhere. Of music. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, speaking of soundtracks, I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three uh, a couple of days ago, mm. and I've got to say the. The soundtrack for that was much better, in my opinion, than the second movie. The first movie was brilliant. The score, the the the, the, the actual score, as opposed to the the mixtape. No, 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 the mixtape. Sorry, mixtape. I found the mixtape volume one was was excellent. Volume two was meh. Volume three was oh, great. I really liked volume two. Yeah, I, I especially like my favorite scene in that is definitely still the the um, 
in a little cafe with the whistle going through the spaceship. That's because <laughs> yeah. it's just the, the music just does. It shouldn't suit that scene, but it, <laughs> but does. it does. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, um, fuck you, James Gunn. <laughs> overall, I found the movie okay. I was I, oh, I fucking teared up like a bitch. Like Jesus Christ, that movie made me cry. It didn't hit me the way that I thought oh, you're it was a going character, to. Character, aren't you? Jesus. Well, I am, but. <laughs> No, I just, I, I'm just, I think I'm maybe just a bit over those types of movies now. I'm just getting a bit like I've seen it all. Like it's, it was kind of predictable. The, you know, the whole emotional turmoil. Just they, the boy who cried wolf ran strongly through the whole movie. Oh my mm. god, blah 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 is dead. Oh no, it's a, it's okay. They're not really dead. Oh blah 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 yeah. is dead. Oh, only kidding. Not really dead. Like all the way through the movie, pretty much every main character gets it. Except they don't die. Mm. Like even that last scene, and I, I don't want to spoil it because I know Dan hasn't seen. I don't any. care, man. I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a fucking okay. fuck about any of that shit anymore. But that that, that fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but Peter Quill dying in space, his face blows up. He turns to ice. He should have shattered on impact when they rescued him. Like his face actually just d- distorts and blows out. Yeah, right. He's dead. Dead. So for them to just bring him back after after watching, um, uh, who else dies? Groot dies. Drax dies. Or Drax gets Rocket's shot. Dying the ch- half the film. Dr- yeah, yeah. Drax Drax gets shot in the chest, and then like he's he's actually damaged. You can see blood. He's wounded. He's he picks himself back up slowly, and they get shot in the back and just drops like a slab of meat. Mm. I was like, holy fuck! Did they just kill Drax? But no, he's completely fine. Which Don't I think worry. was just James Gunn just going like, you know, it's the third film. Like, it, was it uh, him? Was it him trying to like play that thing of like, who's going to survive? Like, you got to kill a character off in the third film. I'll and then he get just goes, fucked. I, I I understand what you're saying, but to well, I'll just to get have, fucked then. <laughs> <laughs> but to have like four or five of the main characters pretend die, it got really piss weak by the end of it. So they not kill anybody in the end. Not a single one. Weak. Fucking not a weak. single one. Weak. But which, weak, which I, weak constitution. I'm not saying it's not weak, but I actually think that might have been in, that was the intention was behind to turn that whole third film on its head thing. I think James Gunn would have been doing something like James Gunny. Like it's funny to him to do. You know like what? That. I'm fucking yeah. glad not that he gives a fuck. I'm glad I didn't on. watch it now because that would have like you would have had a 30 minute rant of me just going that is an absolute piece of shit and a waste of time because they have no balls to follow through with anything. We breaking? Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> okay, okay. that's still- one view. <laughs> um, and now Adam Warlock's a part of the fucking the Guardians. Like they did, they Adam did Warlock split the band up. Part of the Guardians. They, I know, but the, in the in the movie yeah. continuity, they broke the band up. Like everybody's gone their separate ways, except a, a few Ooh, of them. So, God, yeah, separate exactly. ways. But they're not dead. It's because so. any other fucking writer can't bring these fuckers back together because nobody's got any balls to write anybody out. Yeah. Because they haven't been doing that in comic books for the last how many decades? Yeah, they definitely have because there's a but there's a difference here. Because this is the the Marvel Cinematic Universe should be doing something different that is trying to drive people to keep coming back and mm. introducing new characters. Because your actors are going to outgrow and want to leave. Like Chris Evans, I'm done with Captain America. Like I'm done. Like I, I need to go and do something else. Hmm. You can't go, oh, yeah, no, I killed You can't him. play it forever. Yeah. You can't play well, it forever. Well, Superman's been in comics since the 20s. And that's exactly it. And so, and, and, and Batman, like you can, you can do these 
for the lack of a better term, fake outs and partial reboots and everything ongoing in comic mm. books because they want to do that. And this is also why I've also stopped reading comic books. Like I think they got to a point where the 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 choice to change and reboot and move on from a character, they're like, oh, mm. this is a big change to the Batman universe, but it's not. It's mm. like they'll do something different for the first story arc and then that writer leaves and then you just go back to the status quo of the next writer coming back in. It's just another <laughs> Scarecrow story. It's just another Riddler story. It's just another Joker story. Yeah, sure, you get some outliers in there that write some fantastic stuff and want to make some big impacts on the the world and the universe. Oh, my light just died. Good time for a break. The the world and the universe, but it's it's then superseded five to six. Maybe they get a double a double story arc run, and they get mm. twelve, maybe even twenty four. Mm. Maybe they get to write for a year or two, like um, Scott Snyder um, and Greg Puglio, who did the the Court of Owls uh, yeah. run mm. at the start of the New Fifty Two. They got two years worth of stories. Yeah, you get them. But then at the end of that- But there are exceptions to the rule. They're not the rule. They are exceptions to the rule. And they are very much exceptions to the rule. And they're very they're, they're the 1% of the 100% because then it just goes back to the status quo. And then you get a whole bunch of mediocre shit written for that for the next five years until their, their sales start to drop and they go, oh, okay, we've got to do something drastic here now to, to pull through. Okay, what can we do? Death of a character. Why not? And then you you roll back through again. I mean, hmm. I just I, I just find in the movies these days, there's just no consequences. There's no emo- emotional gravity to people's choices because, with a very rare exception, like Iron Man and Yondu, there's there's just no consequences to any of this. So they make it out like there's this huge debate about what to do next, and you know it, it's a moral quandary, and it could have you know this consequence or that, and there's hmm. risk, but there's no fucking risk. This, but but then they did pull no it with, they did pull it with Iron Man and Yondu and it made a big difference. You look at the movies that that went after that. You look at you look at um Spider Man in, in Nowhere Home. Like it's like you you felt his loss. Like he he was really trying to find his way to go after Tony Stark died. Like mm. you didn't kind of get that impact early on with that that version of Spider Man because the Uncle Ben thing happened well beforehand. Yeah. So they they made Iron Man, his this Sorry, Marvel cinematic, yeah. this this universe's Uncle Ben, and yeah. he needed to find a way to move on and grow as a character. And if they're not going to make those risks anymore, why 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 would any of us that have been with it for the last X amount of years continue on with it? And that's so- what, I mean, they're, they're now talking about doing another uh, Thor with um, uh, Waititi, and I'm just like, it's ridiculous. I just could, don't, couldn't don't be any another- less interested. No. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be well. They need to be carefully selecting who they are giving to properly handle these things. And yeah. Thor's always been the mismatch. Like Ragnarok was the the one that that made it, but the other ones have always been like, eh, it's up and down. No, Ragnarok made it because it was different. It was yeah. tonally yeah. different. But yeah. then the fourth film was a was a carbon copy of the third one, and that's why it flopped. Because it yeah. was it was supposed to be an exception to the rule, and it worked really well as an exception. My biggest thing with them at the moment is, and I'm sure you guys will probably agree, is that there's and then that's been talked about pretty pretty heavily was that because it's so secretive now, there's no real like actor development going on. Like normally, you give a, a an actor a script and they get to read through it, they get to figure out the motivations of the character because they have the whole story, they know all the angles and stuff, and they get to pick. 
well, actually, if I'm going to play this guy, I'm going to come up from a different thing because of, you know, you, you, like you play it however you do based on having the whole story. But it's so secretive because they're so worried about leaks. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's stifling. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think you're right, though. It's, it's killing a lot of the creativity. creativity. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, like the main, the only reason that these leaks are happening is because of people who are fans who just can't have the fucking patience. Like, oh, uh, I blame Mark Ruffalo and Tom, Tom, Tom. I'm Holland, talking about like Star Wars. No, but there's Holland. Uh, Tom Holland. Thank Tom you. Holland, yeah, but every time there's a set photo leak or something yeah. like that, and yeah. it makes a Crazy. headline on like you know, but that- who cares? Like it's like. Fucking hell. Well, They're that's making the thing. Movies. I think the They're studio, the studio cancer, needs to realise that, like- It's not that big a people deal, are still guys. Gonna just go, relax. But people are still going to go see it. But they, they, it's so secretive now that it's like- But if anything, okay. knowing that, like, the, the, the actor is, is in the new Batman suit and getting a couple of really dodgy images of the new Batsuit caused us to sit here on a podcast and fucking tear it apart and analyse it, and well, it made uh, us more excited to see the movie. Normally, yeah, you think it would go, but they—they they, that's why they stopped giving actors all the stuff. It's just like, just fucking let them talk about it, whatever. But if the content they're giving is good, it makes no difference. We yes. saw we saw the stunt double in the Batman costume, and I, I really liked it. You saw him without the cape. I was actually hoping we'd get to see him without the cape because that led into part of a Batman story that was a yeah. Scott Snyder story that was a year zero. And I was really hoping that we would get to see that that Batman, no cape, mm. you know, on the motorcycle, got got things on his wrists. And yeah. It's like if they're going to do it well, design things well, and not CGI shit. You're not watching. Um, mm. You're not watching Tony Stark. God, Ro- uh, uh, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. God, Robert Downey Jr. Fuck, you're not walking around seeing him in a fucking grey suit with spots on it and mm. like the shoulder pads of the Iron Man suit. It's like. Why not leak these things? Why not mm. have them on set? Hey, you know what? Throw them on set one day where there's a hole in the wall over there where you know there's twenty paparazzi. Get them, get give them a look, build that hype, and but write a good days, story and have I'm a saying, good film yeah, on the outside of it. It's it's a combination of things, but the, it's really a lot of them are talking about how it's the secrecy which is killing mm. killing the creativity. Yeah. In this I agree because you I, need, I, the actor needs to live the character yes. for it to yeah. be believable for yes. us. Yes. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Marvel, anyway. call me. I've, I'll, solve, I'll solve all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we're going to take a break now. Hey. Well, we're fucking back, <laughs> you dogs. <laughs> Dan, are, we gonna, are you going to kick us off? Take us away with your third but second beer. Okay, second I'll review, just- third beer. Um, Why didn't you review the second beer? Was it bad? I didn't have a second beer. No, he was sitting, he was sitting on his eight percenter. Right. Understood. Yeah, yeah just sitting on sitting on the eight percenter. So this is the this is the second one drop one I've got. So I've only got three beers tonight, uh, which is the Hellenic Lager, mm. the one drop Hellenic Lager. I think it, this is a lot lighter. This is only a five percent one, but uh, I don't know whether Pete's going to cut out me me holding up the glass. Before, but no. uh, it is like it is just uh, crystal clear. Crystal, uh, it's just like you can even see the little batch Chopin. man. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't quite get little batch man right through the glass. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just it's classic. It's got some real herbal, noble hop characters to it. It's very light bodied, very low on bitterness. Is it low on bitterness? <laughs> the first sip that I had, I thought it was low on bitterness. Yeah, 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 fairly low. 
Barely, though. Lower than I probably would have expected or hoped for. But okay. it's not a Pilsner. It's an Hellenic Lager, which isn't actually a style. It's just like these Italian Pilsners. They're not. And the Italian Pilsner is not a style. It's just something. This that, is a Greek Pilsner. Yeah, this is a Greek Pilsner. Yeah. It's it's got it's got really beautiful herbal hop character in there with just a super clean light body. Really beautiful. Mm. Really, really beautiful. It's yeah. I mean you would say that this type of beer is a summer beer, but I think this is an anytime beer. It's just really nice and clean and great. I tell you what, just a they, nice one to start on. Yeah. They mm. fucking sell it hard on Untapped. The little spiel right, about yeah. the beer. No, 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 no. But it's like it makes me thirsty for it. Uh, oh, with our, it's good. Would you say it's almost a thirst trap? With our ability to strip the water, strip back the water we use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I didn't see that. I have to edit it later, though. Unfortunately, uh, oh, with our ability see. to strip back the water we use in our lagers to the pure H2O molecule, we are then able to build up the water profile and match it to anywhere in the world. This summer, we go. will transport ourselves to sunny Greece by matching to the same water profile you would find from natural springs in Attica for this brew. This lager is truly the heart of an authentic Hellenic beer with a balanced, slightly sweet character comprising of fruity nuances and continental hops, yet just the right amount of bitterness with a long-lasting and clear finish. Yep. That's a well-fucking-written spiel, you gotta, you got to admit. Yep. yep. Out of Fair five? Uh, let's go four, seven, five. It's worthy of that. Four, seven, five. And it's a 5% up. It's Mm. a lager. Mm. Mm. And it's not done with one of those lager yeasts I fucking hate. (laughs) I don't know what it's done with, but it's super clean. It hasn't got the traditional yeasty lager character Mm. to it. Like the farmhousiness is. No, no. It's just a... Doesn't have the Cullen Draft chalkiness to it? Yeah. <laughs> the one that a lot of people use is Saf Ale, uh, Saf um, W3470, and it's just a, a lager yeast. I was just, just about to really, say that too. Yeah. WD40. Yep. It does uh, make it squeaky clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll okay. show myself out. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we both show ourselves out, Tom. Uh, do you want to go next, mate, or do you want me to? I will. Somebody turn on the klaxon because we have a code red. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is from Black Hops Brewing. Uh, I have had this beer years ago. I had a little check on the old um, Untapped to see because I thought I'd had it before. Um, It's uh, they've. I think it used to be like a just a one-off release they did every now and then. Um, But yes, this is part of their recon series. It is six point two percent. Um and just a classic American red ale using Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic, and it just it fits the bill. It hits the spots. It ticks the boxes. It's not not in a bad way. Um, you probably can't see it. Oh, you might be able to see it. It's got a really nice like yeah, like the look ready through. brownnesses. Yeah, the ready brown through, especially when it gets a little light behind it. It does look does look quite picturesque. Um, but it's yeah, beautiful malt backbone. It's nice and nice and hoppy. Um, and it's very, very enjoyable. Um, and look, I, I would say um, if they're only releasing this once a year, then they should uh, quadruple that and release it quarterly. Um, I'd definitely get it. Um, but yeah, I'm giving that a, a four. That's very very good. But it doesn't re-change the red IPA landscape, but it does everything very, very well. 
Well done, Black Ops. Mission accomplished, if you will. <laughs> Out of five? The four that I said Sorry, 20 seconds I, ago. I blocked out all of the bad puns and I accidentally blocked out the score I said as the well. score before the bad pun for a reason. <laughs> but no, yeah, solid four. Very good right RPA. See that? Grab it. Nice. Yeah. It certainly stands out. I can. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it does. A couple months old, too. But yeah, that's good. Hmm. What well the done. fuck is this Walking Dead Destiny shit we've got in the. Uh... Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes, Dan. Fuck. Um, spoilers. Thanks a for really, asking, Dan. Really, I'm drinking. I really <laughs> completely just scrubbed that trailer because it looked like fucking rubbish. But anyway, yep. Yeah, no, that's why I put it in there because I, I, I want to get into it. I want to <laughs> okay. get right in. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> uh, so I'm drinking all the way from uh, the Central Coast, not New Zealand. From Erin, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> this is In Bloom uh, Honey IPA. I've gone. I've actually got two honey beers for my final two beers. The, the second one's going to knock my socks off. Uh, this is a six point four percent IPA. Um, it's fucking great. It's just so like they really could have easily made an IPA sickly sweet by adding honey mm. and just had that pure residual sugar. Like just <laughs> there is an error in New Zealand. <laughs> 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 Um, but it's got that real, like, the honey flavor profile as opposed to just the sweetness part of it. Mm. Yeah, but it's got honey, that depth. honey beers are never sweet beers because honey, sugar, the sugar in honey is Oh, this is very sweet, Dan. Oh, well, it's not from the honey then because all the sugars in honey are fermentable sugars. Right. Yeah, right. We, got, we, we, we did a maple brown ale recently and it became so, like, nicely bitter. Like, because mm. the, when the maple went through, it was just got that real maple bitterness to it. And I'm, I've had some honey beers where I've found it. I've found it really goes to that bitterness spectrum rather than the, mm. the sweet. Yeah. No, this is- It definitely depends on what sort of honey they use too. Like, if they- Because obviously, honey is very different depending on the pollen that comes through. So, it can be super floral, but you can also get those- Is it blue gum honeys? Like, one of the Australian yes. ones that's really popular is- Blue gum. Like- they say it's floral, and then once you start to put it in beers, it becomes quite bitter because of mm-hmm. the, the 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 nature of the pollen that the honey's being made from. Yeah, this is this is very sweet. This beer, um, mm. it's not so it has a sweetness that is distinct from the flavor of honey. Honey has a depth of flavor to it. It's not just it's not like pure sugar. It has that that woody. You you said floral. Sometimes it's got some woodiness, some mm. earthiness to it, depending mm-hmm. on the. Yes, on, on the type of honey. Um, this is an excellent IPA with some specific, like it's, it, it has clear hop notes ringing through, but it then has this this nice honey flavor profile attached to it. Mm. And it's perfectly balanced. Um, 13 IBU, 6.4%. It's, it's fucking perfectly harmonized. Uh, their, their spiel on LinkedIn, sorry, on LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> like, uh, we can tell what world Pete lives in seven five days a week. <laughs> five days a well, week. Well, six um, days a week and he takes one day off a fortnight for this. Brewed with great excitement coupled by deep sadness, this year's edition features organic honey from our close friends at Duralong Farms who, who not only take our spent grain for feed but generously provided honey from what was their last harvest before hive extermination. So they Aww. must have had some some aggressive bees. Uh, selected specialty malts deliver 
a deep and rich golden color while offering earthy caramel sweet malt flavors. I should have read this before trying to be. Uh, late editions of chamomile flowers. Amplify- Camif- chamomile flowers amplify the distinct floral, aniseed, and fruity honey notes and finishing with Nelson Salvin hops for an additional rich stone fruit aroma and flavor. Citra and Nelson round out the dry hop to intensify the sweet fruity nectar that is in this bloom 2023. It's fucking spectacular. I'm I'm giving it a five. It's as good as I think you could ever get a honey IPA. Good. Um, and like I drink mm. fucking 10 more of them. Mm. That makes me want to go buy some. It's a shame that they uh they have to get rid of the, the, the hive. Bees are very important. We like them. Mm. Mm. They, 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 I, yeah, that comes I, from someone who is allergic to their sting. I'm allergic to, to bees as well, and yet yeah. for some reason when I'm not look, watching hoofer videos, I watch a lot of bee videos and bee uh, apiary keeping and that sort of thing. I don't know why. It's the dangerousness, I guess. But it's just because you want to be yourself. Oh, God. God, you guys are Please. a fucking ball of fun. Can't eat chilies, can't get stung by bees. Well, I'm t- so definitely not at the like, same time. At least I can't. Just the, the only thing I can't eat is fucking dairy, but it's not going to kill me. It's just going to give me the fucking shit. It's like. <laughs> uh, I, I think they haven't died yet from either of them, so I'm willing to roll the <laughs> dice. Yeah. yeah. And unless I swallow a bee and it stings me on the inside of my throat, I'm, I'm not going to die. Just blow up like a fucking balloon. Anyway. Let's move into trailer. You trash. like things engorging, Pete. I do. That's why I keep a bee in a. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, no, you couldn't play <laughs> up that one quick enough. Yep. Yeah, no. Yep. yep. I was just thinking a matchbook, like a matchbox. Like anyway. Um, yes. No, I couldn't. Trailer trash. We're moving on. Fifty-seven seconds. In fact, is how Not far we're moving on. Fifty-seven seconds long. Disappointed. Is that how uh, long his engorgement lasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Penis anyway. is funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, children. Josh, Come on. Josh, Josh Serious things these days. I, I, I like Josh him. Hutchison and Hutchison, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, I, I was one of those things I was thinking when, when you put it up there, I was just like, I can't remember the last thing I saw him in. But he's, he's having a bit of a renaissance. I just looked at Josh his upcoming. Hutchison. Yeah, I looked at his upcoming films. Like he's had films. He was in Hunger Games and stuff. So he's obviously got. Yawn. Um, well, I didn't watch him, but he obviously got acting. Yeah, I'm just saying he was in them. But so he obviously had like some acting work through that, and he's been in a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. But he was in. He's in Five Nights at Freddy's that we talked about the last recording or so. Mm-hmm. Got this now. Um, yeah, good on him. Welcome back, son. This reminds me of a Nick Cage film <clears throat> where he could see into the future. Next. Thank you. Brilliant film. I really enjoyed it. It's up there for me with Payday as films I just keep watching over and over again. Uh, or Paycheck, sorry, not Payday. Uh, Paycheck with um, uh, ben, Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck, yeah. Um, I wasn't actually looking at the the, re- the recording screen at that time. So when you said next, I was like, are you, are you fucking dissing Nick Cage? <laughs> I came straight back. I was ready to jump. And then I was like, no, he's the no, movie's called That's next. the yes. film name. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Yep. It's no, I, I was saying film. I held back. I was right on the edge. With I was like, him and the lady that's in Boogie Nights. She, I've never seen Boogie Nights, but she is beautiful. Mm, what's her name? Uh, I will find out while we talk about this uh, yeah. actual okay. film we're talking about. Yep. Julianne, yeah. Moore. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> 
Goodbye. <laughs> See, every time I say someone's gorgeous on this podcast, you give me a, a, a discouraging comment, Tom. No, 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 no. It's the way you say it. <laughs> and you don't usually say gorgeous. It's usually other Pops descriptors. Yeah. It's also the way that your screen fogs up, like you're like, yeah, out the window already, just looking in. Just- <laughs> anyway, 57 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, nope. looks like nope. a. So it's set in the modern in set in modern day. Uh, it looks like he can see the future, but only a short distance, which is why it reminds <laughs> me. Ah, when he rubs his ring, when he ru- he clicks he his, his ring and he goes back fifty seven <laughs> seconds. It's yeah. it's Prince of Persia. It's Prince of Persia. <laughs> Sands of time. It's the first thing I thought of when I watched the whole trailer. I was like, it's Prince of Persia. Sands, Sands of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next trailer. Unless we've got any, any, any more commentary? No, I, I think that looked incredibly time travel generic movie. Yeah. Netflix original kind of stuff. Could be great. Could be shit. It, it looks like it looks like a uh, it should have been an, an episode of Black Mirror to me. Uh, Black Mirror is fucking kind of triple A grade quality storytelling though. So like that's not a bad comparison to make, other than the length of time it takes to tell the story. Mm, yes, I, I love Black Mirror. So maybe that was a bad, bad, bad. Uh, that looks like a budget Black Mirror. Sure, Twilight, Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone, <laughs> Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. There well, we Black go. Mirror Twilight is Zone. the current. Thank you. Black Mirror is the modern day Twilight Zone. Let's oh, be real. Yeah. But, but it's the it was, triple A yeah. standard. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Invasion season two on Apple Apple that TV Plus. Really good. Yeah. So I commented on the podcast on Invasion season one, and I didn't yes, rate I it remember. very highly. Yep, I remember that. Um, it was a bit like it It seemed watching bits and pieces of it and watching certainly the trailer for season one, it looked like an epic masterpiece of alien invasion storytelling yeah. and yet mm. it didn't quite deliver. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't B-grade by any stretch of the imagination. The acting was great. The, the storytelling was good. It was interesting and engaging. The aliens weren't typical aliens. Mm. That, so they that's did something exactly, a bit creative. That's exactly what I liked from the trailer. I thought it was like from this season two trailer, you saw mm. the aliens and they move and everything that kind of makes you, like it kind of ticks that thing in your brain and go, oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to be close to that. Real. Like it's yeah. just, it just, it, and they, they look Gives you the heebie-jeebies. Like, it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Like they yeah. fit in the world, like the 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 actual creation, computer-generated creation of the, the the special effects is fantastic and it mm. does give you that creepy jeebies like if you saw something like that in like one of them's in a doorway at one point and it's like this tubular thing and it shoots out tentacles to like grab the walls and move forward and it's just it's like, almost oh, yeah, i don't want to be near that it's 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 almost um abyss but gone manga because it, mm, it is yeah. very manga yeah. or very anime. Yeah. It, look, um, it looks any, that way. Any yeah. tentacle beast is, is is quite manga. Um, mm. I'm but just the way, also the way, like the when they, the way when you talk about the way they move, the way they're like, it's almost, it's almost digital. Uh, I was thinking more like, um, it really reminds me of the way they always show the symbiote. Like, yes, it's it's yes. that, but it's the way like their leg comes mm. up and then shoots yeah. out of their body again. Like yeah, they're made out of so so the aliens because they revealed the aliens pretty clearly in in towards the end of season one and yeah. they're like this this almost a a, a bl- they're a black goop but that mm. does move like the symbiote but in kind of a digital kind of way they're in a there's a structure to the fluid yeah it's not 
organic. It's on. It's it's, it's a massive oxymoron there. I know, I know. And and <laughs> but if you but if you watch it, you'll understand kind of where I'm coming from. It's it's they've gone. It's a very specific, which is also very fitting unique. for them being alien by the definition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and um, that's what you wanted to trigger about. that uncanny valley kind of mm. yeah, thought yeah, yeah, process. Yeah. It, it mm. needs to be a little off-putting, um, mm. but yeah, I think I just found season one suffered a little bit too much from a recurring, almost cyclic love story. Oh. It just it it leaned, it, but it's not a traditional love story. It was a it was a flawed love story, and it ties directly back into the aliens. But it was just a little bit too heavy-handed on it. She's pining for her girlfriend that went to space and apparently died in like, and you you find all this out in the first episode, so it's not a spoiler. Um, who apparently died when the aliens rocked up, but then she keeps feeling connected to her. It just it just leaned a little bit too heavily into the relationship drama for me. Yeah, okay. When it was actually it had the potential to tell a really cool fucking alien story, but season two trailer kind of amps it up and makes me want to get back into it. So, don't know. Um, the third and final TV one was The Continental, which got added late, so late, in fact, that I didn't even see it get added. The Continental is the spin-off from the John Wick series. John Wick, yeah. I, I, it's I one of this one. two or three that they're doing, isn't it? Probably. Well, uh, it, the, it, it's a, it's a three-parter. That's great. It's um yes, so it's uh for those who haven't haven't watched this one yet, so this is um Including this me. is this is set in the nineteen seventies, um, and it deals with uh, Winston, Winston, bef- before he's the owner of the Continental. Mel Gibson's in it, which I mm. thought was wow. Yeah, um, they Tell have that gives us some credibility. Yeah, they've uh, they've added. I'm guessing, obviously, unfortunately, Lance Riddick won't be in it. Yeah, so they've got a guy who's playing. I'm assuming the same character Young version of him, but or maybe not. It was it was a I I couldn't remember Lance Riddick's character's name in it, but it, I it sounded same like role. him. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like him when the when he opened the door. It sounded like, but the age did yeah, quite seem to match up. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah, it's it's just a it's John Wick's TV series basically just set around in set in the seventies. Um, there's still the same amount of um weirdo assassins, all with their same their their <laughs> their one little like shtick kind of thing. So there was like you know, there's a shot of um. Uh, a lady who's just, you know, complete splits. That's just how she sits in chairs for whatever God knows reason. There's a lady with half a face mask on, like samurai style, um, all this kind of stuff. Like everyone's kind of got their little, like, that's how you stand out in the assassin universe. Yeah. Um, but it's a kind of, it's pitching it. What I took from the trailer is it's pitching it as a, um, uh, one brother's done something wrong, so he's got to go against the 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 Continental, which is all the assassins, and then they're like massive fight scenes. They all fight like John Wick in this one. Um, that's the that's the combat they use. It's got um, the potential to be really oh, it cool. Look, it looks re- yeah, and then they form like a bit of a group to take on the Continental. I'm sure it's meant to be, and then that's how Winston takes over. Um, eventually, I three parts, three parts, three, mm. three. Condense it, do it well, tell yeah, a story, no, be done. Have to, gotta milk the cow. Oh, gotta milk yeah. the cow. You gotta wank those teats, man. Like, I remember, and I regret saying this, when we first reviewed John Wick 1 on the podcast, like four mm. years ago, whenever it was, um, it must be five years ago now. It must have been pretty early in our podcasting career, Dan. Mm. Um, I remember saying that I really enjoyed the fact that there, throughout the first movie, there really seemed to be a lot of subculture that they had just 
floated on the surface. They didn't really explore, but there was depth to it. It was a lived-in mm. universe. Fuck, I regret saying that because Me then too. they milked the fuck out yep. of it over five or six more movies and at least two spin-offs because we're not – this is only one of two spin-offs that they've already announced. What's yeah. the second one? Uh, I can't remember the name of the other one. Um, That's good. It's the Japanese lady. <laughs> I think it might have been focused yeah. on yeah. on her, and it's a yeah. prequel story about her oh. from memory. Oh, okay. I just uh, I, so this I, yeah the Continental is it's the the episode titles are night one, night two, and night three. So it's three nights, really succinct story. Yep, that's great. Um, yep. It will be available through it's Peacock. So I'm again assuming Stan. I think Stan. they have a deal here in Australia. Um, so I might actually yeah. have to turn that back on for a little while. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. I want—I really want to watch Twisted Metal, and I haven't started yet because um, I like cars that explode. And so I love the Transformer series. Um, truck go boom! But uh, yeah, no, it looks fun. It's—it's—I'm—I'm I'm, again. It's going to be one of those things like Air. It's going to have a killer soundtrack. I'm just going to pick some really cool songs from the '70s and just blast them out, and I'm going to enjoy every time they use that. Well, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. That's, so that's 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 the Continental. It is. Uh, September, it's about to come out. It's got to be out soon, September 23. So, Yes, coming to a screen near you. <laughs> um, game time. Brian. Game time. It is game, game time. Dan, time. you can kick this one off. This is you, pal. This popped onto my radar in my YouTube feed this morning because I have far too many cyberpunk videos in my YouTube stream. Not so, enough hoof videos, clearly. Not, a, not enough mm. hoof cleaning videos. My 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 feed is full of uh, armor making, blacksmithing, and cyberpunk videos. Is pretty much my YouTube feed, which is good. Neon no, Berlin. We're, men, we're manly men. Manly men. Nah. Sorry. Uh, Neo Neo Berlin twenty eighty seven. Such a generic fucking name. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. The next Blade Runner is. The TV series is set before 2049. I still so- think Deus Ex is still the best version of or Deus Ex Machina was the best game that they made along these lines. It was just Deus Ex, actually. Deus Ex. Well, there's four Deus Ex. There's the two original ones, and then there's uh, Human Mankind- Revolution and Mankind Divided. Mankind Divided was the one. Yeah, I so was Human of. Human Revolution was the first of the reboot, right? And then Mankind Divided was the second. Hmm. So uh, Neo Berlin ne- Neo Berlin 2087 uh, looks like this studio is trying to beat uh, Cyberpunk 2077 at their own game and making Which a be hard. third person to first person uh, detective noir a la Cyberlade Runner yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk, yeah, <laughs> where, you, where the, the cars look flyable and all yep. that sort of stuff. So it, it does look like a real mesh of things that they promised for Cyberpunk 2077 versus things that are in Blade Runner 2049 with the Detective Noir. So it, hmm. it, it, it does look good. And, like, a lot of um, Deus Ex in there as well with the the first-person shooting but third-person combat takedowns. Mm. So there, there's 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 a lot going on there, but it looks like an interesting story. There's a new Berlin Wall that's been built in this massive corporate cyberpunk world. Me me and Pete definitely broke down the cyberpunk uh, genre of within the sci-fi universe uh, in our Uplay yeah. episode last the last episode. Go back to it and listen to it. Give us a like and subscribe. Ha ha! Man, we bow down to thee. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, uh, not fucking listening to it. Fuck <laughs> <you some>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, this is this is right up my alley. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought it looked really good. It, if if they deliver on this, what this has promised, it it'll look good. So yeah, yeah. Neo Berlin twenty eighty seven. Mm. Go and check From it out. From something that looks really good to something that looks really fucking oh, wide bottom. Yeah. 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 Let's walking, talk about this next one. Walking Dead Destinies. Walking I literally Dead scrubbed with this. Is this a fucking mobile game? No. Oh no. What would happen what what would have happened if Shane it did, it did wasn't say, successfully killed? It's 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 branching storylines of The Walking Dead. So it's covers seasons one to four, and you get to do like, yeah. Uh, if Shane wasn't killed and, and, and Rick was killed instead in that standoff. And then you get to play through the series of- It's perfectly- So bad. Have, yeah. So bad. But yeah, you have to- you, have looks, to you, you talk about PlayStation graphic graphics. callbacks. It is a fucking PlayStation 2 callback. This isn't three or a four. This is a two. They did say it was alpha footage. Alpha footage. No, fuck that. Like we've yeah, seen but, but so much better. But you're developing Unreal Five. It looks better than I'm that. I'm not. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying. No, that's yeah, what no, they no, say. We're not attacking yeah, you either. I'm factually saying the things. Mm. Um, <laughs> it looks fucking horrible. Uh, also, I can't believe they're still because they're about to do the whole renaissance of yeah. Walking Dead TV shows. Well, it's perfectly timed because Daryl's Daryl's being advertised everywhere. No, no one. Okay, beating that um, dead corpse. <laughs> Literally, literally beating the the, the dead horse. Um, yeah, this this is just look. I gave up. I think I watched the the first season when Negan came in with Jeffrey Dean. Morgan I watched. You know, it's Jeffrey funny Dean Morgan is amazing Negan, and such a great, great actor. Yeah. yeah, but after that, I was just like, oh, I can't keep doing this. It sucked the it sucked the life out of the show. So yeah. I I quit two episodes after what's his name dies. Um, uh, little, 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 what I can't remember Glenn. his name. Glenn, Glenn. thank you. <laughs> I got two episodes <laughs> past that. Yeah, through the eye popping. Got two episodes past that. Gave up on it for five, six years, and I recently rewatched all of it with the wow. intent to just finish. Wow. It. Jesus, with, these, with the intent to just finish it, and I got, I got up to the end of that season where Daryl dies. Uh, sorry, Daryl dies. Where where Glenn dies Glenn. and stopped again. So I mm. still haven't seen it all. It's just mm. such a depressing fucking show from that point. Like it was yeah. always pretty pointless. But it's well, not even it's not even depressing. They go from that point and they all they always did suffer from it a little bit is and it's what it's got now. It's just bloat. There's there's yeah. so much just talk. You get on from that part and you get the the son in ends up in Negan's camp and then mm. you've got like four episodes of Negan fucking walking him around the camp talking to him and then you've got the kingdom shit and like nothing happens for like five episodes and you're like i get you've got to do character development but all you have to but not do- at the expense of interesting your audience yeah. and they're one hour episodes they're yeah. Yeah. fucking one hour episodes was that you- the guy with the tigers the the kingdom you're talking the about was that the guy- yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and to i like- think i, I yeah. think i got to when they first really get to him and then i was just like nah no nah. i got to the end of that season i just i yeah. bailed and yet i would really enjoy watching daryl fuck shit up again so well, now that he's got his own TV the Darryl, series. They're making the Daryl series. That's being advertised heavily at the moment. They got the Negan and Maggie, Maggie series yeah. in yeah. New York. Um, which I don't is know, just I don't know. which is just Escape from New York. Just bizarre. I, I don't understand um, how those two characters end up together. Um, I don't care enough to figure it out. Like it, no. I, clearly if you um, watch the end of Walking Dead, you'll figure it out. But 
There's also always been- There's a Rick series too. Is there really? Yeah. I'm pretty he, sure. He dies at season nine or something? No, he doesn't die. The helicopter comes and picks him up, doesn't it? I Like I've seen the cliff notes of all this, so don't uh, quote yeah, me on I, any of I this. I thought so. he died. I know his son dies. Everybody fucking dies except yeah. Daryl, Maggie. I'm pretty sure um, he didn't die. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a Rick series coming as well, which, okay. are the, which is the last of the-, the the, the spin-offs. The, the group new spin-offs that they did. There was also the Day of the Walking Dead or something like Fear that. Fear the was Walking it? Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, which actually that, wasn't bad. That wasn't bad because it went back walking to- Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live has Andrew Lincoln. The Ones Who Lives, yes. Yeah, yeah The right. Ones Who Live. So the, the, Fear, the, Walk, Fear, Fear the Walking Dead was good for the season. I saw season one a little bit season of season one, two. Yeah, yeah. Because, because it was it filled in that gap while Rick was asleep. It was the outbreak. Yeah. So you you follow this. But this that's where character. it needed to stop. That's where it needed to stop. Yeah. Like it was just, it should have been the out. It should have been maybe two seasons. I think they got up to three or four. Maybe. Yeah, I think they're up to like four. In yeah. the worst city, probably one of the worst cities on earth to be stuck in the zombie apocalypse. LA? Fucking LA. Yeah. yeah too many Overpopulated people. already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got zero fucking chance. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're getting really caught up on this, but- um. Because no one needs to play Six seasons game. it went through. Six seasons. Jesus. I'm going to pee again. Uh, Quantum Era, I like the look of it, but I don't know what it's going to do in genres, but I do want to hear your quotes. <laughs> well, you can listen back because we're not waiting for you. Go on. So Quantum Era is the last last thing we got. So fear, uh, what is it? Walking Dead Destinies. Yeah. Probably not going to keep an eye on it. Just wanted to point out how bad it looked. Like that, it's shocking. <laughs> like whether or not it's alpha footage or not, it it, it was, looks like it, a fucking turd, yeah. Frankly, yeah, and not even a shiny one, like because it's no. Walking Dead, so it's it's. But like even the blood splatter just looked bad. Yeah, it just it looks cheap. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, so the last game is called Quantum Error. Uh, this was announced three years ago uh, for PS4. Really? Yeah, I did PS4, not know that. PS4 and PS5. Um, it has finally now been said that it's just for PS5. So they're ditching PS4. They, the, the, the development studios come in and said it would require too many cutbacks to get it running on PS4. Good. Um, they're, There's they're, a studio with testicles. Yes. And so they're, they're going to announce it for PS5 and then I think later on they'll release it for PC and then um, series box, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell – actually, I've really got it. Oh, Dan's back. This is great. Um, I, I just fucked up whatever series – what is it? Series X? Series X. Series X. Um, my my mum's partner the other the other day we went for lunch and she goes, "How was your two weeks off?" I was like, "It's great, did nothing." She goes, "Oh, so what did you do? just just sit on the play box?" And I was like, <laughs> "I can't believe you managed to marry them well so well together." Yeah, <laughs> the play box or the X station. I was just like, "Oh, that's fantastic." Mm. But yes, yeah, so Quantum Era it was yeah originally announced for PS4 and PS5 about three years ago. Um, it's been stuck in a, obviously some sort of development hell. Or they've just been working on it quietly in the background. Um, it doesn't now look horrible. Only, no, now, now they're releasing, releasing on PS5, um, and it's it's uh, a combination of I I got uh, again control vibes from it watching yep. the gameplay, and then Fireman Sam. I wrote down uh, Doom Stalker, and the Backdraft movie had a three way. <laughs> Backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, I thought there was going to be a bad pun there coming. Nope. nope. At least I you talked about the well, film. We've all been there. 
Um, but but it's got that real horror first person shooter style of Stalker. Mm. But there's clearly references to hell and hell beasts and shit from Doom. Oh, and it's cosmic horror. And- no, yeah. it was yeah, it was yeah, it was more um, Cthulhu and stuff yeah. I got from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks it, it looks, looks interesting. Yeah, I, I really like the way that he was. Um, you see, in the little bits, like he get, he's getting through a locked door, and he's like, "Well, fuck this," and just puts in the fireman's the jaws, jaws of life. life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That's genius!" Yeah, Who's it reminded me a little bit before? of of uh, Alien Colonial Marine as well. Had that real, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't stop moving pace to it. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it, it felt like it, it looked like survival horror, first person shooter. Mm. Um, if there's some building mechanic involved in there as well like who knows but oh there's yeah, yeah there's real weird blend of genres in there but i mean it's, all it takes is one clever studio to pull those things together and do something yeah, agreed fantastic yeah. yeah and again look at control that's a brilliant game. yeah i need to play it that's you guys so really weird under the radar. not to yeah I reinstalled. I was very disappointed. I reinstalled it on my uh, PS5 the other day, uh, and I thought the PS5 upgrade was a free upgrade. It's not. Oh, don't. Well, because I only did that for the first year or so. Oh, really? Was yeah. Uh, Obviously, didn't cash in on that. I'm I'm going to report later on that I'm not like I'm not playing anything at the moment, but I'm really going to struggle to make up my mind as to whether I'm going to play Starfield or. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 first. Well, they're both, they're big, both, they're both big on the investments. Both big day. investments from, from what I understand. Yeah. I in terms would. of time. Well, time, I, yeah. I've already invested like $900 in a console for one of them. Do you want yeah. my opinion? Sure. I'm, I'm sure you don't give a we, fuck We should about probably pause and, and talk about this in Are You Winning, Son? But yes, I would like oh, to. Oh, we, we can. We can pull that yeah. We can pull that for later. Yeah, we pull that yeah. for later. Okay. Put a pin in it. All right. There's a little put, teaser for put, later on. Put my yeah, my yeah, opinion on what Pete should play. <laughs> You're definitely going to hang on for that. Um, beer four. Let's do it. Oh, well, I'm not ready. Oh. Fuck. Oh, oh, I'm all right. You can start, you? and I will catch up. Yep. No. You, okay. All right. Yep. I am drinking a, another cracker of a fucking beer. I'm going to be trashed by the end of this episode. This is One Drops Beeline. It's a very oh yeah very, oh I've had Beeline Ooh. very honey Ooh. honey focused. Uh, Episode for me, or, or second half. This is a salted it's honeycomb such a sweet thing. That's right, salted honeycomb imperial pastry stout at ten point eight percent, and it's a fucking corker. Uh, yeah, a buzzy B-line, as Beeline's a very good beer. Yeah, yeah, a buzzy as new imperial stout, uh, imperial pastry number with over nine types of specialty malts, a lactose heavy base, mm-hmm. and loaded to the hilt with pastry laden adjuncts. Honeycomb, pecan, salted caramel, vanilla, and the and sweet cream. Think big, think decadent. It will have you making a beeline straight to it. <clears throat> beeline straight for the diabetes pen, just to cheer yourself <laughs> after you finish it. <laughs> uh, it's fucking spectacular. I've got to say. What ABV was it again, Pete? Did you say, or did I? Mm, Ten point eight. Um, Whoa! Yeah. Morning. It's definitely a night ender. Um, you you do get the salt, like they talk about salted caramel. Mm. Um, you definitely get the salt. You definitely get the caramel. You get honeycomb as opposed to honey from the the IPA I just finished. Um, it is a little bready, like you can tell it's a pastry stout. Yeah, it's got that malt bill in it that kind of grounds it without you know like otherwise the flavors just run away with themselves. And ten point eight percent is hidden. It's buried in all of that sugar. 
You don't mm. taste it at all. That's fucking lethal. I'm going to give that another fucking five. That's two fives for this episode for me. Both of those beers are fucking spectacular. I'm definitely going to be slurring later. I don't think I am now. Um, you didn't want to say anything, but you know. not yet, not yet. <laughs> I give you, I give you. Thanks, well, let's let's call it. Uh, what is it? It's uh, seven twenty-seven. Should we give it uh, twenty-five minutes? I'm calling twenty-five minutes, line. and until uh, we start, yeah. to go, hmm, Pete, oh, 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 twenty-five. <laughs> uh, I give the next three mouthfuls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Tom? I am speaking drinking- of mouthfuls. I am going to have a mouthful of this. I am drinking one of the best named beers that I've seen in a long time. It is the Hawker's Oaty McOatface. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I saw that the other day. Uh, it is a oatmeal, cacao, peanut milk stout. Um, so, uh, like Hawkers, obviously make fantastic stouts and have for a long time. Their their barrel aged stouts are some some of the mm. best um, coming out. Of They're up there with Brick Lane. Good old Melbourne. Um, I I would. Honestly, say I would I would say they surpass Brick Lane in in a number of ways. But yeah, what's the ABV? The ABV on this one is a rounded eight percent. Okay, yeah, um, and I think I've whole, ordered it from you actually. Good because this is delicious. This is um, like I'm not the biggest fan of peanut and chocolate together. I've never been like I'm not a Reese's Pieces mm. kind of guy. Um, mm. But that works really really well. I do like the the peanut and um, the peanut and uh, chocolate in in a beer, though, so I quite like this. Uh, really smooth, like the oat base is super smooth. That is, it's it's quite rich and sweet. Um, you get a little bit of the saltiness from the from the the peanut butter kind of coming through. Um, like it's you know it's thick as mud. Like mm. yeah, it's it's like it's it's. Um, tangibly thick on on the tongue the way it runs down it like really coats like your whole mouth um in a quite pleasant way i think really from those oats um and it, it ticks all those boxes on the box it's not overly it, it is like the chocolate sweetness isn't so much that it's sickly but it's definitely present um yeah that's that's very good odie mcoat face best name for a boat as well the bodie mcboat face i think i still think that's <laughs> one of the greatest campaigns that ever existed um. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving that. That's a four and a half. That's really, really good. I've been sitting on that for a while. I'm glad I nice. saved that for for recording. I was going to have that on my lonesome, but no, better to uh, uh, have have and recommend to people. Yeah, if you can if you can find a can of it, definitely grab it. Really yeah, awesome. Nice. Yeah, good mix of flavors. I have uh, Shout Brewing from Newcastle left on Red IPA, six point three percent. Left on Red IPA, 6.3%. It's a special release from them. It is, We've never had Shout Brewing on the podcast. No, Shout are a very small brewery. I do have to say uh, I did receive this beer for free. This is not an endorsement. This is an endorsement of their brand and their beers, but not a paid or forced yeah. endorsement. This is a genuine... Um, a genuine opinion. Genuine opinion on their product. But just look at that. Look, oh no, we've got mm. some light behind it. It's this. a lovely rich red. I'm looking at it online. Yeah. Oh, can we get this? Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Like, we have the beer backlighting. Yes. It's it's got it's it's obviously a bit Yeah, oh, some it's, real it, rich it, caramel it, notes to it. It's even redder than it's showing up on camera, but it's a it does have super caramely body to it, but it's got a really good 
Simcoe or something along that resinous mosaic Simcoe line of mm. Simcoe line of line of hop character in there, and yep. and a good solid bitterness. I'd like a touch more, oh, just a, just, <laughs> just just a fucking one more notch, one more just, notch, please, one more notch. Uh, yeah, but it does. It, it's got a great hop character. It's super clean. That caramel malt base really comes through. And mm-hmm. that six point three doesn't sit there at all. Like it's not, it's not present. It's just, it's just caramel, bit of residual sweetness from that, from that malt character as well. But it all works. It's all leveled and balanced and layered, layered together. It's, uh, it's really beautiful. I would give that. God, I really want to give it a half mark, but I can't give it. Um, because you're weird. Yeah, well, it gives we, you we, a half mark. Like I keep telling you, we. This is the hill we're going to die on. You're, no, you're the hill die you're on. dying You made it up. I know, it just, I know. It was a figment of your own imagination. It, it, someone said something somewhere, so this is the hill no, we're going to die on. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. You came yeah. up with it just randomly one did day. Oh. You yes. said it to yourself in your you own brain You genuinely did. It was a conversation that you had with yourself. That's right. It was, it, was my, it was my stand against quarter points done on untapped. No, we got that part. It's just no one else gives a fuck. That's all. Yeah. Well, four point two five. So fuck you. <laughs> I, I would. I, don't, I would. I don't take a payment either way. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention in my little review of the beer. Uh, this is a collaboration. Um, this beer, uh, but not with another brewery. It's with Hunted and Gathered Chocolate from Melbourne. So mm. They provide the uh, cacao nibs and their native chocolate. And I just looked on their website. They also do a. A whiskey barrel aged hazelnut chalk spread with Starwood. Ooh. And I'm probably going to buy that because that yeah. sounds amazing. Nope. <laughs> Dan's reaction could not have been further from yours. Yeah, well, you know what? Hazelnut. I like hazelnut. All right, let's let's get on to the spotlight. We've we've stalled enough. Here's the rabbit hole. Yeah. Did we did we stall? Welcome I to Wonderland. We stalling. Welcome to Wonderland. Yeah. So so the point of the spotlight, is everyone cool if I intro it? Yeah, do it. All right. So the, the thank you. Nah. The, the point. Why would you, Tom, you fucker? Nope, you're doing it. The the point of this spotlight, well, the, the, the start of the spotlight was a news article that Dan forwarded to us yesterday that was actually posted some time ago. I think it was the end of 31st July. 31st of July, yeah. Something. Yeah. Uh, and that is that Disney. From one of my most hated Websites as well. Screen Rant. <laughs> Screen Rant and CBR.com. I fucking, I hate them. Why? They are the most clickbaity fucking website in the world and their <laughs> writing is horrible. That is some of the worst journalism I've ever read. No, you can read some really good, really good stuff, but I, I think those two in particular, they just, <laughs> they just repeat themselves over and over every paragraph. So That's my rant. That's the hill I'm dying on. I will fight Screen Rant <laughs> and CBR.com until the day I die. Okay. Well, I'll. But it raises a good point. Anyway. Very random. It was literally the, the first. Oh, it was literally the first one that came up when I put it into bugging, Google. So bugging me for, it was. Me for I days. could have sent. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll cover sure this at other has time. an article. You yeah. go. So, so um, Disney has announced that they will stop selling physical media in Australia mm-hmm. that covers DVDs and Blu-rays. Yep. And that one news article posted in our group chat just launched a fucking spiral of of conversation of and it wasn't all of the meant cons- to no but, but <laughs> in, a, in a good way though like it's it's really interesting because i actually think 
like this is a this is an important topic for mm. anyone who's in the video game and music and TV movie industries or or enjoy those those medias. And it is kind of an yeah. echo of what happened already with the music industry. But the music industry is undergoing a renaissance with, uh, like, my nephew is 19 and every year we buy him, well, the family. Records? Records. And he listens to those records. Records, you know, I actually considered this, uh, and, and like, this just kind of an unstructured introduction to the topic, right? It is very So this is what we're going to talk about is the end of physical movie media in Australia. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of consequences. I think there's there's a lot of conversation to be had around this topic, and and a lot mm. of things that should be considered. Um, but on on the topic specifically of its alignment to what happened with the music industry, and the new renaissance or, or prevalence of records, records offer something that digital media doesn't, mm. and so it's having a renaissance Fidel. because it has value. Mm. It has a unique value that you can't capture any other way. I'm and- not sure that that is entirely why people are collecting records or going to Maybe records. there's a wank factor to it. Yes, there's well, some an people. enormous wank oh, factor. There's a, I used to run a record fair at the pub and it brought out the weirdest and wankiest <laughs> fucking people out of the woodwork and their little, like, dry caves that they kept all their so records like the, in the, milk crates. So so it's either them or the, or the, the, the CBC crew from Facebook. Oh, I mean, they're, with Uncle Hops. they're all fucking mouth-breathing <laughs> fucks, so, you know, off we get fight. Some of them do listen to the show, Tom. Good, um, good. Let's go. Round but I, round. Look, I, there's definitely hey, a wank factor to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's, there's definitely a wank factor to records, but there's, there's also a unique value proposition that records offer that digital media doesn't. Even if you get a lossless flack file, you will hear the difference. If you run a record player through a tube amp, which are also experiencing a renaissance for the same reason, you will get a, a warmer, smoother, mellower sound than you can ever get out of any digital media. We all until like you it get warm, that, smooth and mellow. You, no, but until you get that fucking Knows. crackle through the background, and it's like, oh, I was trying to hear that <laughs> note, but I can't hear it over the scratch that someone's put on this. Um, so, so, But the I'm end of record. physical media for, for movies is something we've talked about before. Yeah, ages ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I've I brought up some concerns a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so it, so so first question up: disappearance of physical media. What was the last physical movie that you two bought? Movie, the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, the trilogy, the, the extended edition um, trilogy on Blu-ray. For me, it would have would have been around the time of Batman versus Superman on on four K HDR. So. Four-plus years ago. Oh, there's got to be something more recent. I just can't picture it. I've got a, I've got a bookshelf full of 4K discs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the reason. I specifically bought the physical media that I couldn't replicate on streaming. Um, I've got Dolby Atmos. I've got height speakers. So I've got speakers. I know I'm a wanker. There's no question about it. We've established this long ago in the, in the podcast. But I've got, I've got uh, 12 speakers in my house. One of them's a sub. Mm. And so... A lot of streaming services don't offer Dolby Atmos. I can tell you the exact date, Dan. It was the 2nd of December um, 2020 was when the Lord of the Rings released on Blu-ray, and that is literally the last time I ever bought a um, a physical movie or show or show. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I bought some stuff recently. Well, not not recently, probably 18 months ago. So honestly. But you you actually bring up a very interesting point that I didn't take into account during this this whole thought process. Right. That I actually didn't think I didn't know there was something that could be delivered from a physical disc versus a streaming service. Oh shit yeah. 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 I mean, in terms of audio tracks, if you look at any good, not all of them, but if you look at something like Avatar, for example, you'll get um, you'll get the mastered uh, Dolby Digital DTS or Dolby Digital and DTS package, which is the way that they designed the soundscape initially, which is why it's mm. mastered that way. Mm. You'll get Dolby Atmos. You'll get uh, a true 7.1 bit stream. You'll get a 5.1 bit stream. So, yeah, the, yeah you get like seven layers of audio. Whereas Whereas on streaming, you get whatever they deliver, and 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 you know more and more high quality like Apple Plus or Apple TV purchases will give you Dolby uh, Dolby Atmos streamed. Mm. Well, it's, it's one rate, of the things you can actually filter by on some of the streaming sites now. But the now. bit rate is nowhere near as high as it comes off a disc, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so the quality isn't as high. That's incredible because that did not factor into my my thought yeah, but process. Most people aren't when I put fucking this out. wankers, right? Most people don't yeah. have ten thousand dollars sound system and a shitty TV that's got scan lines in it. Yeah, well, I want to hear the helicopter go over the top, but not many people care. Also, also, <laughs> like we should say, not many people can realistically afford it. We are we are in well, a to be honest, cost of, we are these days of, I couldn't afford it. We are in a cost of living crisis currently, true, and true. people people just can't afford to go out and get sound systems that benefit from those things. So when I they can that- get something you know that's that's a special release on say like Kogan or Amazon that they can get, and that's you know. I think that's actually. I think that's another truly valid point you bring up there, Tom. Something that also didn't come into my factor of putting this out there is: is someone willing to pay? $14 a month or whatever Netflix is these days to yeah. have the the wealth of, library. wealth of content that is on Netflix library over mm. paying $35 or whatever it is these days for a for 4K a or a Blu- Blu-ray disc of a singular movie. Now, I know what my choice would be, but that's that's. But if you want to own – but it's it's interesting you say that because if you want to own the movie as opposed to stream it, you still yeah. pay thirty bucks to buy it. I, I think. I think that's another part of this conversation. Uh, but yeah. I think the 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 the, the distinction the, between streaming the, and physical media is that's the exactly first it. distinction. It, the, yeah. the wealth of the wealth of hundreds, if not thousands, of shows and movies versus mm. a singular singular movie. Let, let's talk thirty bucks. Two two months worth of Netflix. Well, Keep talking. I'll be right back. I got to pee. Yeah. I think actually just a really good point because we've got this price comparison from talking in this episode alone. So um, to buy the 4K Ultra HD, Ultra HD, HD, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Um, Ultra HD Super Mario Brothers, like disc edition, it's 40 bucks at JB. $40, well. That's like the the power, power up edition. Okay, so so can, so can I just this is this is this is almost probably a peak question because this is my technological ignorance. Is if I was to buy that disc, that physical mm. disc, that ultra HD disc, 
Yep. Could I play it on the PS5 on my Probably, current yeah. TV? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's okay. it's it's a it's an ultra 4K HD Blu-ray compared to which is 39.98 on JB. The straight Blu-ray is 29.98. So 10 yep. bucks difference. 10 bucks difference. So now we're talking about prices. No, no, no. Well, so no, no, no. The- I'm, I'm actually bringing up. So I was saying. So looked at the Super Mario Brothers on JB. So the mm-hmm. the Ultra HD slash 4K was 40 bucks. Yep. The Blu-ray is 30 bucks. So there's 10 dollar difference there between the two editions. Um, and Dan paid six bucks to rent it for to rent it. Rent it for two two nights. Two nights, I guess, is the. Rent Whereas it? if yeah. you bought it, if you bought it when it was first released on streaming services. It would it have was, been about thirty-five. It was yeah, thirty-four ninety-nine or twenty-nine ninety-nine. They're the only two prices they come out at. Yeah. So Appreciate I've only it. ever bought one outright bought one movie on a streaming service, and I mm-hmm. am not disappointed that that movie will get erased from history. That is Matrix. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sad re- erections. Re- whatever. <laughs> yeah, sad erections. Whatever that one is. But yeah. if I like watching Mario last night, I will absolutely buy a physical copy of that movie because I want to watch that on my terms. I don't want to be at the whims of my fucking internet provider. I don't want to be at the whims of my fucking streaming provider. I don't want to pay these fucking assholes. And I was this close to saying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that distinction, Dan, you motherfucker. Sorry. Oh, that was we're comedy getting, gold. We're, oh, we're getting, we're getting single too, greatest thing I'm glad I've ever I didn't heard. say. <laughs> <laughs> we're Man, getting too serious again. here. So there, there had to be there had to be a zinger put in there oh. somewhere. Uh, but I would absolutely I'm the only one who's been well behaved tonight. <laughs> I would absolutely I will I will absolutely buy that movie because I want to watch it on my terms. Yeah, like we've already we've been online now for just two and two two hours and forty five minutes. We didn't start for the first forty five minutes because I was having dropout issues. If I was trying to watch the movie that I wanted to watch while I was doing something, or actually just wanted to sit and watch that movie, and if my internet kept dropping out, like I would have been absolutely infuriated. They, Listen, and so, or you and have to go first, back to the days when you had to first world buffer. Problems, you had, had to buffer it for thirty minutes, then you come back no, but, to it. Yeah. But, but so, it doesn't so work anymore, though. The, hmm. the, the the company I work for, and I won't just I won't name it, but the company I work for relies go back a on couple the, episodes. He's named it several times, so you can backdate this. No, shit. I I gen, no, we genuinely talk about it up there. Yeah, no, it's always off it. But <laughs> the the company I work for operates IT equipment that allows customers to pay money. And it, it's 100% reliant on the internet. So and the um, only feetfinderpicks.com is the website <laughs> it works for. It's hoofinder, motherfucker. It's hoofinder. <laughs> uh, there's no toes. Um, it, it 100% relies on the internet, and the only internet we can get to our retail locations are, is NBN. Mm. And there is literally not a day that goes by without at least one of those sites dropping. There's only 100 in the network. I mean, we've got 500 sites total, but 100 in the network that's high tech, and yeah. there's not a single day that goes by without a dropout. So you're absolutely right when you when you call out that streaming is reliant on your internet. It's reliant on the service provider. But I, the, well, it's the, go, it goes back to the, the the fact that I can't as a you can't either, Pete. As like the highest tier of PS Plus, I have for years have not been able to use PlayStation Now, which was to stream a whole bunch of PS3 games that I wanted to replay or mm-hmm. games I I would have played Red Dead Redemption by now, the PS3 mm-hmm. version. Because I would have streamed it to my PS5, but the Australian mm. internet's so fucking shit and always has been, and unfortunately, probably always will be. Um, here's, here, here, yeah, here's the fucked. interesting. 
Here's the interesting thing. The the reality has always been, if you read the fine print on the copyright notice Mm. or the licensing notice on your physical media, you have never actually bought a movie. You have bought a a physical copy of the movie and a license to watch it. Yeah. And that license has never been perpetual. It's it's never been it, it, the the studios have always had the right to revoke that license at any time for any reason after hey, you've paid for it. If some <laughs> wants to come at my door and fucking take away my copy of the Batman, <laughs> they're they're well they're well in their rights Pete's to fucking just rapidly try. typing now. Just C bomb, C bomb, C bomb. But my my point is my point is. The, I agree. The, I, I understand. It's always been a moot point because you hold a copy of the disc. Oh, How yeah. the fuck is anyone realistically no one's going to enforce my, it? My, my Lord of the Rings Blu-ray collection. Exactly. I will knife yeah. them in the face. Come, but come as on, we, As we move to streaming only. I'll get mine. <laughs> cut you. I will cut you. It will cut. It will kill. Um. But but it's now we're moving size, to no- It's how you use it. Now we- <laughs> <laughs> It's not the one you had in your mouth. Yeah, it's the still it's I've the, never the fixed my, knife. my yeah. my Geralt sword. Yeah. Um. The the point is now that we move to away from physical media and o- only to digital, mm. they can revoke that license in a much more realistic mm. way, and they're not just doing it to stop you from watching it. We've already seen Dogma disappear from shelves. That that Years was ago. physical media. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. But it is not available on any streaming streaming services. It's it not available to purchase well. anywhere. No. Nah. Um. It's it's you can't buy physical discs anymore. And well, that that's was- because of the influence of the Catholic Church. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you will see it far more often, and we've already seen it very recently with Willow. Yeah. Six yeah. months. Yeah. Six it months that six show. Months. Was that- no, no, no. It was available no, to stream months? for six months and only wow. six months. That's how long they were given. Um, now, it wasn't a successful, it wasn't a largely successful film to start with, their source material. Series. But mm. the, but the oh, streaming the series. Film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was n- never one of Lucasfilm's big earners. It was a B-grade yeah. kind of side project that, yeah. that George Lucas wrote. Hmm. But the TV series got pulled after six months and purportedly it was to avoid paying royalties to actors. It was to avoid paying tax on licenses for the audio, like the the music they had in the background. Yeah. So they now suddenly have complete control over what they continue to pay out for and we're, you know, with the the, the, uh, the SAG AFTRA, is that what it is? The strikes. SAG AFTRA, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, is all about streaming. Always rights. forward roll towards aliens. <laughs> 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 we at the Film Actors Guild Society. <laughs> Thanks for short. Um, uh, but they have complete yeah. control over these rights now, they and, and they can pull shit off the shelf. For more than just we had a, a breakup with the director or there's something political yeah, or yeah, yeah. the main actor fucking killed somebody or, or molested somebody or whatever. It can also just be about finances. We do not want to pay the extras a royalty to keep this shit online anymore. Yeah. And we've ha- been forced through strikes to enter into agreements to continue to pay these actors when we stream shit. And we are going to see this more and more. It's such a slippery it, – it, and obviously it's all coming to a head now. It's such a it's, – it's such a – it's not, not even slippery slope. That's not even the, the right term to use. It's such a it's such a thing that's being prevalent with 
what's happening with the strikes and what you're saying about mm. Willow is mm. people just going, oh, here's 170 bucks or whatever you said that lady turned up on set to get digitally scanned that day. Here's 170 bucks. You come, you work for and your 14. career's fucking over. Yeah, you work for 14 hours because, of course, they're going to push you over your hours working for the day because of, oh, well, the fucking sound wasn't working. And you'd be excited to do it because you're in fucking Mando. Well, you're in Star Wars, yeah. 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 And that's what and they're banging on. They yeah. do that. They 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 get everything they need from you for the day for peanuts, basically, compared mm. to what they're, they're going to earn. They air it for a certain amount of time. Like, who knows what sort of nefarious things they can come up with. Imagine if they screened Mando season one for 12 months, got everybody addicted to Grogu and Baby Yoda, and then ripped it off the air to save on the tax side of things. Then they make a billion dollars on the the licensing of Mm. the the character, the the Baby Yoda out from season one of Mando. Like you make a billion dollars on merchandise and clothing and toys and everything out from there but you've paid you've paid ten thousand dollars to everybody that was that that built that franchise like there's there's nothing stopping these corporate fucks that are making what's the what's the bob Iger on something like 20 270 oh, million dollars a yeah. year or something like absolutely that absolutely stupid money like something ridiculous money something for you, his you company can't, failing you can't, like you yeah. can't actually spend it like you really yeah. have to yeah. try to spend it yeah. Um, can I cut in here, please? Can I cut into please. this dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to give some hard stats if I can, because yes. I am engaged to a researcher. So this has rubbed off on me. Um, so the article I'm reading of, and this is a really good article, and I'm going to share. Yeah, it with we're you citing his sources. It's almost like we're no, a this is the best podcast. Thing. No, this ha- cites how many sources it's citing. This oh, is so the it's, best a, thing it's a meta analysis. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. So this is from the it's blog.gitnux.com, uh, G-I-T-N-U-X.com. It's the digital versus physical media statistics. Uh, this is a market data report. Has been was released in on the eighteenth of August, twenty twenty three. So it's fresh as fuck. This feels <laughs> like vindication here coming. No, 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 no. I just, oh, just no. want to say that we've actually done some proper, like, we've got some proper yeah, research. At least one of the three of us, one third of us has done so research. So, three journalists involved. It's cited by 138 sources, and there's 48 statistics researched. Just so I'm not pulling these numbers out Howdy of rocks. my collective asshole. Um, so, going back to music, let's just say that I'm just going to pull some random facts out there. Just, it gives a real insight into the physical versus digital media. Um, like, Concept we're Start just spitting really numbers. CD album sales in the US have dropped 95% since 2000 and at their lowest level since 1986. So that's music related. That's I think mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking fascinating. Um, yeah. The one that I just It's not had, surprising. This one really affects us as gamers. Um, 80% of all, nearly 80% of all PS5 and PS4 games are bought digitally. You know what? You know what's I think fucked that's about insane. that? You know what's fucked about that, and and it's a point that I've raised, uh, that I've written down for this discussion. It is frequently twenty to forty dollars more expensive to buy a game digitally Digital than game. it is to walk yep. into a store and get it physically in Australia. In Australia, yeah, yep. I don't know what it's like. In I would say so. They People say like this statistic highlights the growing trend of digital downloads for video games. So that probably includes games that we have bought collector's editions for that come with a download code. Yeah. 
So I think that's that's potentially a slightly we'll skewed. Get into that later. We will. Um, <laughs> in 2021, digital media consumption surpassed traditional me- traditional media. 58.8% of the global population using digital devices compared to 41.2% traditional media consumers. Um, and then there was another one in here, which I probably should have highlighted and taken out, but I didn't. Um, and it was around the DVD. Ah, here we go. In 2021, the film industry is expected to generate $28.7 billion of digital revenue, while physical copies will only represent $2.2 billion. Again, they're still in the fucking billion-dollar market region, but still, that yeah, is so, so a $25 billion deficit. So that's really interesting. But you do need to have a causality conversation about this, right? True. Are, are we buying less physical media because studios are making it more convenient and easier to consume streaming services and making it harder to go out of your way and buy physical media? Or have we just simply gravitated towards it for other reasons? I, right. There's a real causality conversation. I have a have big there. argument in favour of it for being other reasons in the sense that when I have to pack up and move house as a renter, sure. I don't want to take a box of DVDs with me anymore. Sure, sure. That's fair. But yeah. I also think I think the music industry probably paved the way for us. It's increased acceptance of this situation for oh, video 100%. games and movies. Yeah, yeah. Like no one buys, like uh, unless you're going to buy records, I can't remember the last time. I don't even think... I, I genuinely don't know if Sanity is still solvent in Australia. I think there's one store. In, if you're in overseas, Sanity. Sanity was one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, music chains in there Australia. Is one, there's one Sanity store in Australia, and I'm pretty sure it's close to closing down. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so yeah, if you're, if you're overseas, Sanity was like you'd walk in, the whole store was just wall-to-wall CDs, CD music, um, and they're- Sounds like on the verge. But they of also they also had to do. Went. But they also had to do what JB did and moved into selling movies as well. Yes, but not successfully like JB did because no. JB diversified their portfolio into fucking everything. Everything. Yeah, they sell into home video. appliances now. They sell they fucking sandwich that's toasters that's, and that's four or five years But that's uh, diversifying. Nah, yeah, Sanity, but, that, but they've got has, to because Sanity of the has things closed done. all their brick and mortar stores. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so the final two yeah. stores were, were in were in Queensland and they were in Bundaberg and Browns Plains. Uh, they shut uh, back in April. So so there's also the the collector in us, and I like I, yes. I can only speak for myself, but all of us are collectors in various ways. I, just just looking at the shit in the backgrounds of all three of our houses, yeah, yeah, we're all collectors of of various things relating to pop culture. I've always been a collector of of DVDs and then Blu-rays and then 4Ks, and I have culled my collection over the years. I don't have as strong an emotional connection to keeping stuff as I used to just because as you get older, you get a little bit more pragmatic. And and to your point, Tom, no one wants to spend fucking six weeks moving because you've got to box up all this shit. Yes. Um, But if you are a collector of of Blu-rays or 4K discs in Australia moving forward, and and we are talking as if Disney's announcement will be followed by everyone else in the industry. Yeah. That hasn't been announced yet. We're just making that assumption that it's a- I wouldn't expect it to be far off. No, fuck no. I wouldn't expect either. And we've been predicting it for some time now anyway. Yeah. But but I think if you wanted to collect, so I think think 4K is okay, but DVDs are region-coded. 
So it's if you are a DVD collector, yeah, specifically, I think Blu-rays are okay because you can get you can still get like PlayStation region games zero. on Blu-ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whereas thing. DVDs, we are region four. We've you can't import region one discs no, from the US. No, not unless you have a very on- special DVD player. So that leads into the question I asked most, I think, at the end of our conversation on chat, and that is I I feel like streaming, the convenience of streaming almost killed piracy. Like Mm. the amount of people- really did. Like I I, I put a lot of- Also, there was a massive crackdown on piracy at kind of the same time that streaming- they really, a, they really went hard on like pirate bay and stuff as, around the same time that streaming became more prevalent. Insofar as they could, Tom, we no, had no, no, taking no, things down. We yes. had some some ACMA takedown notices. You had, uh, which is the American Multimedia Copyright yeah, yeah, Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, as far ACMA. as they can, but they they did they did try and they did, they did a push. They did a push. Let's say the, a push. you had people in Australia receiving letters. You had. Uh, people in Australia receiving letters from Telstra, let alone yeah, yeah, yeah. vendors yeah. Or, or overseas studios. Yeah. Uh, you had people on on 60, on not 60 Minutes, but like National 9 News fucking talking about the massive Current fine that, they, yeah, that their <laughs> kid had racked up for, for pirating this shit. But yeah. at the same time, if you had three fucking brain cells to rub together and could download shit, then you could get around all of that pretty safely. It just became a convenience thing. I so you know statute of limitations. I was a mad fucking pirate. All my teenage. Oh, I was years. the king of the seven seas. Don't get me wrong. I I had I had a NAS like a, a, a NAS plugged into my TV with terabytes of downloaded movies and TV series. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of cases, I actually ended up buying the movie on disc or the TV show on disc because I wanted to support the studio or to support the the, yeah. the show, but I didn't want to fucking wait. 12 months for it to be released. So I just downloaded it immediately. Yeah. It was HDMI straight into my amplifier. It had surround sound. It had Atmos, although Atmos was kind of at the end of it all. It just all got too fucking hard. For 12 bucks a month, I can watch anything I want to watch on Netflix. Yeah. Why bother? But if they're going to do this sort of crap, if I want to watch Dogma, I have to go to my NAS. Yeah. Because a certain somebody I won't name stole my physical DVD copy of Dogma. Um, <laughs> you know exactly who it is, Dan. You knew maybe straight perform, away. Maybe we perform a heist to get that back. <laughs> um, There's a few yeah. things in there we should perform yeah. a heist to get back. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a red lightsaber that went walkabouts too. Um, uh, yeah, so I would have to go back to my NAS to watch mm. Dogma if I wanted to. We almost saw the end of, of piracy. Is this not encouraging piracy to kind of take back up again see i really it, think it is especially it def- when you're talking about when you you purchase something and i think i think you brought this up pete and you can definitely correct me if i'm wrong and i'm i've, I've misread that thing but isn't there something like when you digitally buy it you don't just rent it because that's for what the 24 to 48 hours to what or 96 hours to watch it mm. and you kind of have to watch it in one hit you can't like mm. i'll come back mm. to this thing yeah. um but when you buy the digital license for something, say if Dan had bought the the Mario movie digitally, yep. in an X amount of time, they can go, well, actually, that's not provided anymore, so we're taking that license yes. back. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what uh, I was saying before. You, yeah. you, I think you only ever buy a right to, yeah. and it's not a, it's not an irrevocable right. They can revoke that right whenever the fuck they want. Yeah. Well, I think a, a fantastic version of that is the PT demo, the Silent Hill PT Guillermo del Toro yep, demo. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, who's the guy that came out with Silent Hill? Anyway, doesn't matter. It, it, 
the, Hideo, the, Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Yeah, the 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 demo that came out on the PlayStation yep. many years ago, and then people, I was one. I downloaded it. I had it on my PlayStation. I actually deleted it from my PlayStation before they pulled it down because I'd played through it through it a couple of times. And then people were selling their PlayStations with that downloaded on there. For thousands wow. of dollars, because yeah, because you couldn't it, you couldn't download it anymore. You yeah. couldn't download it anymore. It got removed yep. from the PlayStation Network, but this was before they had a license. They they were you had a license to access it. It was mm. downloaded on the PlayStation. You could play it, and they were selling PS4s with the PT demo. Yeah, downloaded on it for those, thousands yeah. of dollars because yep. people wanted this part of history. And it was That's ridiculous. Insane. This is something that I played several times through, thought it was fantastic, really looking forward to the game, and then it didn't happen because Hideo Kojima had to leave Konami yeah. and yeah. went off and did his, <laughs> he did his own thing. Out of he got booted out of Konami. Yeah. So, and then That's that really whole thing got scrapped. So- well, it's the kind of thing with the, the PS Plus library. Like, you talk about games that, like, when it first announced, everyone was like, sick, I can download these games, I can play them. And I remember being caught up in one of them. It was what, the first time they were like, Hey, these games are leaving the server in X amount of time. And I had to like speed run one of these games. It was Shadow Warrior 3. It was pretty average. Um, very easy. It was Doom clone. Um, mm. But it was one of those things that was like, I had, when I finally read the, the, the news report saying this is leaving PS Plus extra in a certain amount of days, it was like, I had two days to complete this game, like start to finish. And it was kind of like, uh, well, I've always wanted, because it looks stupid, I wanted to play it, but then obviously playing it was like turned out to be like an eight-hour game, so it was fine. But it was just like it was one of those things that like that, imagine if you were halfway through, like me at the moment, I'm playing Skyrim. I'm I'm 130 mm. hours in. If suddenly next week they go pull that off the shelves, we're pulling that off. We're pulling that off the. the Someone the, got sued. Yeah, and we're, we're pulling, that, pull, yeah. pulling it off the system, and I'd be like, well, I've, fuck, I've invested X amount of time. But you, yeah. you, so so like I was saying before, you. In the past, with physical media for video games and movies, because we've kind of blended, we've blurred this conversation into video games interchangeably with movies, yeah, but I think that's relevant too. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and Dan, it's funny what you just said, what you just described, because you have brought that up before, was one of the few things that I don't remember which medium it was in, but I got called out on social media around pixels and pints on that topic. I was challenged to find another example of a video game being pulled, the way that that example was because yeah, yeah and i was yeah. I, w- I actually struggled to find another example there were all, there were other examples but not really big name ones yeah um anyway but i but certainly you look at dogma it's it's but far it more relevant and prevalent it, in the in the movie industry just because it doesn't it hasn't happened in gaming yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen i mean you get, well, you get anybody that's going to end up in controversy because God knows the path we're going down now that whatever's going to become. I'm honestly surprised they didn't, they didn't do it with Cyberpunk. If you want to think about a game like that was so at launch, well, so yeah. But I, it was, I actually it think was, what Dan's talking about is more politics. Affecting it's it's all. definitely politics. I mean, yeah. we we go down these paths where something is going to be something that was created in the 80s or 90s. Can't think of anything off top off the top of my head. Okay, yep. Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem. Let's go, Duke Nukem yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Duke yeah. Nukem 64. You go, okay, in you know what? Most of the young people playing that these days are going to go, that is completely unacceptable walking into a strip club and just throwing fucking digital dollars out at these strippers yeah, and yeah. saying inappropriate lines. They're going to go, you know what? 
we don't need this kind of heat. This shit's coming down from steam or whatever you can buy it on now. Honestly, it's offensive this- to represent Nazis, so we're going to pull Wolfenstein. Off there service. you go. Yeah, we're going to we're going to pull the original Wolfenstein. We're going to pull the 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 new remake of Wolfenstein. Like you can't do these sort of things these days, hmm. or whatever it's going to be. And they're going to go. You can't play that anymore. I'm an adult. I can play whatever the fuck I want. I can consume whatever the fuck I want. Unless we revoke the it, license that we we let you revoke the license, or and, unless it's made it past the ratings board, because then you actually can't, because there's stuff that doesn't get released in Australia. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. much so that, these days. Now that we've got an R rating for video games, yes. I think that's a topic for another day. I think that's another yeah, good one. Actually, it is a good topic. topic. Yeah, there we go. Once, once something else gets hit, but I I think the where we are now. Like, mm. and this came up in our conversation when this got brought up as well is yes, my analogy of a drug dealer versus a movie dealer is kind of a little extreme, saying, <laughs> I'm no longer going to have a drug dealer. I'm going to have a movie dealer. No, I'm going to have a drug dealer and I'm going to have a movie dealer. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. Uh, but it is. I'm, I'm, if, if this is the way it goes, it is pushing it underground. I'm I'm Again. pulling I'm currently pulling back from more and more streaming services. We have two paid for streaming services. Two. Yeah. Out of, we've only a household yeah. of two. But yeah. you've got two that you pay for and then there might be some shared accounts. I wasn't gonna say that, but Well, yes. no, it's a, it's an important point because Disney Disney have now decided to go the they're thinking of going the Netflix route of um yeah, uh, locking it down. Locking it down so you can't share yeah. your Disney Plus account. So I don't want to be cut off from those movies that I really want to watch. I, yeah. I own all my Star Wars movies. I, yes. don't have, mm. I don't have Disney Disney Plus anymore. I cut that off months and months ago and I am not and will not I don't have a VHS player, but I've still got the VHS version of hey. the THX remaster. I've got, I've got three copies, three VHS copies in this cabinet right I next should to me, put, which I brought up I, from the garage. I should put the gold, the gold foil you copy behind you me. Mine's, mine's right there, <laughs> literally right <laughs> Every there. time I look at them, I can make the THX noise in my head, not out loud. <laughs> so I've, I've <laughs> got all my Star Wars drums, movies. Yeah. I've got up to up to Last Jedi. I've yeah. owned the the three prequels. I actually don't three own OGs. the three and three on DVD. Yeah. I, don't, I don't own Rise of Skywalker and I won't own Rise of Skywalker, but- if Mando season one and Mando season two were available on DVD, Blu-ray, well, you better 4K, buy it quick. I would, but they're not. They're not. They're, they're, right. they're not. They never right, were. Okay. They never were. None of the Got Disney it. Plus series were ever put on physical media. So this isn't a huge step for Disney. Like Disney is saying, "Oh, we're cutting out physical media." Okay. The the okay. Let's say the good ones you've released so far. I'm not even sure Rebels has ever been physical release. Clone Wars sure. was up until season six. I'm not Clone sure. Clone Wars, now. you could. No, they did the whole thing. Season they seven as thing. well? I'm pretty sure they did the release of it, yeah. Sure. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure Rebels ever got a physical release. And I'm just, I'm just going Disney yeah. things here now because they're the ones that have said they're going to pull. I, I can buy a, a season one, two DVD of Mandalorian on Amazon right now for 50 bucks if you want. Oh, no. Fuck off. They've, they've got to be. It's got to be the dodgiest. It's got to <laughs> be rip coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's an official license release, but no. Yeah, you but this is what it, it's yeah. encouraging. This sort yeah. of behavior. It's the, we're talking about I the pirating would, thing. Yeah, I would buy. But it's just a hundred percent licensed physical release because I want yeah. that. I want that hundred percent. 
I'm but you know what's sad, to Dan? pay for their good content. That, that's their good content. I would happily, happily mm. pay for that. What's what's what I think is sad about this conversation, and you know that we haven't even talked about the impact on brick and mortar stores that are selling DVDs mm. for a living and its impact on them. Um, but the reality is, it's just old farts like us that give a shit because, like, fifteen-year-olds right now have only ever known streaming services, and you know, I I would presume well, that's a convenience factor. Have it's, less. It's, it's it's going it's going onto a streaming service and be able to go. Well, f- oh fuck! I don't want to watch like all all that season of Mandalorian right now, but I want to watch one episode, and then I want to flick over to another service and watch another episode of something else. That I'm it's watching it's the then. dumb Americans quote from from uh, the writer of of Witcher Three in our last episode. It's like it's the TikTok generation. It's you've got a five minute attention span. I watch. Yeah, but 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 I like I wasn't making. I, I didn't intend it to make a joke there when I started. It was it it's just more. It's offensive to us because we we have grown up with physical media and once I buy something, I have the right to watch it forever until I don't have a VHS player anymore. But but 15-year-olds haven't grown up in that era. That's just not been a part of their DNA. That's not a part of their expectation. And you talk about politics being the thing that's pulling stuff off or, or could potentially pull stuff off shelves. I am way more worried about the Willow story than I am about the politics story. Because it is far more prevalent that why should I continue to pay uh, royalties to Metallica because I put their song in my movie? That movie's not being streamed anymore all that often. I'm just going to take it off my fucking off my streaming list, and I don't have to pay Metallica royalties anymore. Mm. It's a financial decision that scares the fuck out of me because that's going to be far more prevalent than Ezra Miller finally did something to get him got himself locked up, and now we're going to have all this stuff taken off off streaming. Mm. I think it's it's more likely going to be a financial decision. It, it it is and they they shouldn't be able to make if they're going to make if they're going to make content for us to consume then it should be able it should be in perpetuity. Yeah. You yeah, you can you can you can watch forever. it forever. Yes. Forever. Yes. Yeah. And the, same uh, way writing a no, book. No, no, no. Actually, I disagree with that because that's that's not how economics works. Like, but no, but but, but, that's, but, but because but that's, not everyone, that's, not everyone, not everyone was buying those DVDs or those VHSs or whatever. So, like, like it does it just because you? But not everyone was buying the books. But I think the whole concept of censorship of of deleting a part of history because it's no longer rubs current society the right way is a is a very dark place to go. In terms of remembering who we are as a species and where we came from, and uh, like I, I went very meta very example. quickly there. You went very yeah. meta very fucking yeah. quickly. <laughs> I, 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 I granted, but 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 I think every movie that we we put out there and we watch or we consume as consumers and they produce as producers is a piece of literary history. History, and it might not be important, or it might be important, but mm. the ability to delete it from the collective consciousness is not a good thing, in my opinion. Can I? Can I? Can I pose something? <laughs> this is going to be radically controversial here, and more controversial yeah. than the shit that comes out of my mouth on this. Yeah, podcast. yeah, this one probably is going to be. Um, yeah, I'm no, not sure. You can't I, have a digital copy of Mind Kampf. Fuck off. That was exactly Mind- where I was. That's exactly I know, where I was I know. going. I knew as soon as you said controversial, I knew it was going to be that. If, I knew if it was going to be that. If, that. if that was somebody saying, Oh, you know what? We're no longer going to print physical copies of Mein Kampf. We'd all go, yeah, cool. 
Well, we I think they have said that. We, I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah, that's, they stopped, like, stopped printing that book a while ago. But, but those there's, books there's still got, exist. But, but there has to be somebody out and there that is. And this is the is. point. Yes. This is the point. With digital media only being released to streaming, they can turn a switch off and it disappears from existence, as mm. opposed to Mein Kampf, where they don't there print it anymore, but there are. it's a physical piece of history. For better or worse. It still exists. It still exists in the, in the world. But yes. there are there are there and, and this is actually uh, no this is a really good point and I'm 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 with you on this one but there is also like a really good movement in that's not official in any way shape or form but the digital archivists that yes. have formed mm, yes. In, in, yes. on the internet like especially yeah. for a lot of um, uh, gaming history like yes, they, they tend to seem history. to focus on gaming um, yeah. but and those are the people that go back and do that um, and like that but I don't think they'll never die like. Those, whether or not you can get it digitally or you can get it physically, there'll be still be the archivists who can, who will find whatever way they need to to get sure. that content, um, and 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 keep a record of it. So I I I know what you're saying that it's probably not going to be as um, prevalent in 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 a mass sense in, in in society, but I I don't think they'll ever get away with actually like removing it from um existence existence you know there's still going to be the dude who goes into the cinema with the camcorder in his trench coat and records the dodgy thing with a dude chewing popcorn behind him you're always going to get that rip that 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 rip yeah and and that's exactly what i was going to say you know you know who the archivists are likely to be moving forward pirates pirates yeah it's ironic but they'll they'll end up providing a service that I yeah. think would be inaccessible to most people otherwise. Yes. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Speaking Dan's of pirates, world turned Dan's on the high seas there. <laughs> <laughs> just hit a bit of turbulence. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. But I think this is a this is a fascinating subject because it's going to change the. Oh future no, it is. Soon. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. Uh, yeah. No way am I saying that. Like. No. 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 I don't yeah. think you were. We're, so we're not minimizing it is, this. It is. It is an absolutely like, and I 100 percent agree with you. The idea that you can remove parts of history that you could learn from is terrifying. Yes. And I, I want to throw one more curveball in here. So I'm, I'm both a PS5, PS4, and PC gamer. Yes. Mm-hmm. The PS, the PlayStation has the, the, the network, the PS Plus, where it gives you a couple of games, which we've covered quite, quite a lot. Uh, it gives you limited discounts across the, the network of digital, digital downloads. Yep. But when you look at things like Steam, is like incredible the discounts they give you on games. So I, I own a physical copy on the PS4 of Metro Exodus. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to play that I started playing it thought it was a great game I didn't want to continue playing that style of game on the PlayStation because it's something that I've traditionally played on the play, on the PC the the PC uh like collector's edition uh came up for sale the other day from $54.95 to $11.50 yeah right so the digi- like it was an 80% discount mm. and it still is currently that on the on Steam and Steam does this every two or three months. They find any excuse they can. It's fucking Easter. It's fucking, it's bloody. <laughs> it's whatever. a week before Halloween. It's, it's Independence Day, Halloween, Christmas, good Thanksgiving. Like PlayStation, every, current, every PlayStation, PlayStation currently have an August sale on. 
Yeah. Purely August. for the month yeah. of August. August. We couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah. Black Friday. Have an August sale. They, Black they, Friday. they finished, they finished the win- they finished the winter sale and they announced the August sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, the 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 Steam PC versions of this are always far more drastic mm. discounts than mm. than anything the, else. The PlayStation now, equivalent. Yeah. Now, where where I wanted to go with this was, I will not buy a major release on PlayStation digitally. Mm-hmm. I will always buy the physical copy. I think, I apologize, Kratos, uh, that Ragnarok I bought digitally because I wasn't able, whatever was happening in my life at the time, I wasn't able mm. to get a, to a store. physical copy for, yes. from the store at that yeah. stage. So I did buy I think Ragnarok. It was COVID, digitally. wasn't it? It might have been. Sure. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it was, is it forced me to buy Ragnarok in um, digitally. I would never buy a PlayStation game if I could. If I can get a physical copy, I will buy the physical copy because I yep. want the disc. I yep. want my PlayStation disc. Hmm. But PC I know games, this is going now. PC games, I won't buy a physical copy of a PC game. And you know, Pete, you just reminded me that yeah. that, that actually wasn't where I was going. Because, but it will because be now. PC games, physical copies of PC games have been about uh, have been what you're about to describe for about yes. fifteen years. So the the this Pete brought this up, so I'm going to go it's into one, it. It's been two, brought up before. Three, four, five. <laughs> so Cyberpunk. Why you do that? Cyberpunk. I bought Cyberpunk the Collector's Edition uh, mm-hmm. on PC because that's where I wanted to play it, uh, and yep. I'm glad I, that is where I'm playing it. And it was just a digital download code. It, what you touched on before, yes. Tom, with the the Baldur's yep. Gate. I mean, where, why are we not getting? Okay, fuck it. Give someone a physical disc and give them a download code. With a collector's edition, like if if they want to, well, just have, they just have, have two digital. options. If you're going to have a digital a, di- a digital edition console and then a physical disc console, then release both as an option to buy. Like in terms yeah. of the game, you release some discs and you release some codes because you got one that can do both, printed. and you got you got one that will only will do one. Mm. But the people who have the one that has a disc will probably potentially want a disc. I'm I'm definitely with you. I, I I really I'm very much getting over the idea, and it just seems so redundant of buying a collector's edition because I want all the extra shit. I mm. wanted I wanted my Kratos my my Ragnarok Mjolnir. I wanted that yep. more than words can say, and I love playing with it. I walk around the office and hit myself in the head with it all the time. I love it, but why give me a fucking steelbook case that with is no never going to be filled no with a disc? Yeah. yeah, but you know, the, like now this- I'm gonna pee. Fuck them! Oh. <laughs> now you've made me angry. <laughs> but but this is the so video oh, no. games. Tom hasn't muted himself. That's dangerous. I, I I think I can mute him. Yes, I can. Um, it's funny because I can't unmute him. So that's a one way trip. That one. Ooh. Um, I think video games. I, I think there is a distinct difference between video games and movies on but this topic. But it's because also video games within themselves, because you've got the PC and the the, the PlayStation Xbox side of things. So there, no, there but, is there is sub. But that's the point I was that. about to make. So so you talk about buying the physical media for let's say a game like God of War, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you even if you had because because Tom and I did because we wanted the collector's edition and the, you know all the pretty toys and all the rest of it, but. But we we bought the physical media. You stick the media in. You've still got to install it on the PlayStation. And the first thing it does 
is download a 90 gigabyte patch. Yep. And if they decided that they didn't want you to have the game anymore, they would deny you that patch and you couldn't play the game because it would have a, a, a game-breaking bug in the first 10 seconds of playing the original disc version. So video game, the video game industry has, has set this trend in the same way the music industry has now for about 15 years. That like like World of Warcraft, I distinctly remember buying all the collectors boxed edition, and you know you wait for weeks for this thing to come out, and you spend one hundred and eighty bucks for a game that everyone else is spending sixty dollars to buy because it's just an expansion; it's not even an actual video game. And yet, the first thing you do when you when you install it is it doesn't even really download it from the disc; it downloads it from the internet. Yeah, it's just a license you're putting in there on the disc. Yeah, so so Tom, movies you need to have- unmute yourself. Yes, because no one wanted to hear the tinkle noises, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Um, so, I do so have the, a heavy stream. So, so the point is that um, we, you know, video games have been paving the way for this in the same way the music industry has for mm. a long time, and it's really just uh, movies that have been the last bastion or the last holdout for physical media actually meaning something. Yeah, but okay, so... Second curveball, third curveball, tenth curveball, whichever way we want to throw it. I've your curveballs now. I can just whack them out of the park. (laughs) So books, like Pete, you read Kindle books, Mm -hmm. but like I will not and never will give up my physical media of my books. My my books, I will still I will still read most of the comic books that I want to read regularly, or or the big the big release ones. I still will release uh, read in physical media, digital ones that. Just mean nothing to me. I'll I'll read. Um, I'll typically buy the omnibus and yeah. then get about twenty percent of the way through. Yeah, like but, I still haven't finished Spawn. <laughs> physical physical books. I I will ne- I will never ever read a book on a digital media. Like I had to once for a sequel that I couldn't buy the physical copy for in Australia, mm-hmm. but that was it. Just the the physical copies were just this was pre worldwide Amazon day. It's really interesting. It, I actually think it's a personality thing, Dan, because- Oh, it definitely is a personality thing. Oh, I, 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 I wholeheartedly disagree with that statement, but- Yeah, you're a you digital- You're a digital no, heartless no, no, no. C- no, no, just <laughs> let me get one. to my point after Pete says his thing. So, <laughs> Dan, Dan with the C-bombs. Um, so, what I was going to say is I actually end up buying the physical book- after already buying the Kindle book. I buy the Kindle book because it's convenient to read while I'm on the train for 10 minutes. I can get, you know, half an hour lunch break at work. I I don't have to carry a physical book around with me. I can read it anywhere. But I still want to own the physical media because I just love that smell of books and I love having it on the bookshelf. And and I'm a lot more selective with the books that I buy versus the books that I buy on Kindle. So I've got something like, Four and a half, four, four, four hundred and fifty odd books in my Kindle library now, mm-hmm. and I've got maybe thirty books on my bookshelf that I've actually kept that aren't like work textbooks. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very selective. But just because you buy a physical book doesn't mean you have to keep the physical book. True, but every physical book that I've bought, I've already owned the Kindle version of. Mm. So before you call me a digital heartless C bomb. Oh, that Welcome was that, no, no. That was that was Pete that I called him. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was Pete, okay. not you. I, I, I felt that you were calling Tom that too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, really oh no, 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 no. That, that was purely 
That was purely directed at Pete. Don't worry, Tom. That was he's. he's I've got your number. <laughs> I, 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 and this is a thing that I already brought up. Where I think you were taking a pee before, and I brought it up. But it's literally the, 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 the. I think the big thing around the the digital to physical media, a big part of it now, is that a lot of people, our age and younger, don't own their own properties, and they have to rent and they have to move when it's at the the behest of their landlord. I wouldn't mm. be I wouldn't be in the house I'm currently in if I had had a choice. I loved our Emma and I were talking about last night. We loved our old place. Absolutely loved it. Um but our landlord turned around and said, "Piss off your tart." Um and and that's the thing. It's just like if if I if I had to downsize a whole lot to get into this place that we've got now and I had to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And I think a lot of the people who like the Australian dream of owning a what three to four bedroom house with the Still. family rooms, it's it's non existent anymore. Fuck that idea. Like but 20 people, years ago. Well, also space and um, overpopulation is a factor of that. But it's like um, I think about my mate uh, Pat who lives in New York. And it's just like there's no way he could have the amount of stuff that he would love to have. And he is he's a music guy. Like mm. he would love to have a room of records. I guarantee he would he would literally sell his left nut to have an entire room. Of I've record. got a spare room of just hobby stuff. Yeah, like but it's that's just a major factor now for people these days in terms of thinking about like, can I actually get the physical copy of thing, or will I be happy to like go with the digital version of that? And whether I, or not, and whether or not it's having like a bunch like a bunch of hard drives with shit on it, like mm, that's another mm. like you know if if you can do that, then then hats off to you. But I, I don't think that's something that the general layperson can really think of when they want to hold, like even if it's you know scans of books into 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 a into PDFs to be to be taken away. It's it's space is a real issue in a heavily overpopulated world. I respectfully disagree with that. Uh, the I think the the desire and the need to own physical copies of classics. Uh, and everything going forward, if you if you own a physical copy of something and you've enjoyed it for years, whether it be games, uh, movies, books, whatever, there is outlets for you to move that on uh, through digital means and mm. brick and mortar means. There is mm-hmm. there is secondhand bookstores where you can take hundreds of books there if you need to, and then offload them before you you move or anything like that. But then you're not uh, holding on to that. That that product, you're but you're 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 passing it on for a new legacy as well. That that media is still there for someone to consume. You're not yeah. you're not throwing that thing in a bin. Anybody who throws a book away, I is you, fucked in the you, head. You are fucking trash. Like even yeah. if it's a even if it's a piece of shit book, like you need to pass that on just so they someone else can suffer as much as you did when you read I, that I, piece of shit. Book. Well, I'm a piece of shit. I have thrown books away, but the reason I had to throw them away was because they were infected with mold. Okay. okay, that's that. But that's, that's a different that's a, story. That's a health yeah. risk. Yes, but but like my ex, my ex girlfriend, Lord of the Rings as well that I'd read for for twenty odd years. My oh, ex girlfriend sent that to the. Yeah. That was that was that that you to the that's something. No, no, no you send that to the the immigration department and say, oh hey, someone this eagerly legally download uh, brought this into the country for me. Can you irradiate this for me so I can? <laughs> my like, dad works with gamma radiation. <laughs> he was like, that's unsavable. Oh, yeah. it's oh unsavable. really? Yeah, unsavable? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn. And yep. I wasn't allowed my, to burn it because that's a safety risk and you know, health risk. Yes. So, so, so my that's ex, how last of us my ex got deported and back to her, back to where she came from and left a bunch of really terrible 
like the modern day equivalent of Mills and Boone novels, like romance, horrible, shitty romance novels. And they and got donated to like a book library. <laughs> yeah, no, after I read them. Um, something about the, the room in 6E. I don't know. Um, but you can donate them. There's these little book nooks around Fantas- the most yeah. random book, places. Street book libraries are the, one of the yes. greatest inventions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I, I disagree with that. I think physical copies are things of, <laughs> this is, here's me going down in the rabbit hole, things of beauty. I think books with the-, uh, the You and really, I talked about this. Yeah. I, th- I think they are absolutely works of art. And I think some movies are works of art. I think we've we've lost a little bit of that in recent years when we first had these physical media of movies. And I know we need to wrap this up and this is me going on another fucking tangent. But, <laughs> but- it's, it's still, I'm sorry, my whole thing is that, that that contradicts the point of you saying, yes, you can donate it if you need to move, but then you don't have access to it. Unless no, you turn but, to another streaming service, but, but that's only if you don't want to take it with you. If you truly yeah. well, and no, utterly want to take something logistically, with you, logistically, there are times where you can't take it with you. Like if you're then, going, if, if then I was, that's, moved, then that's a decision to make. That's a like, that's a decision. that's a life choice. No, sometimes it's an economic choice that you are forced into. Yeah, no, on no, the that's rare a very occasion. real. It no, is. no, that's m- much more prevalent than I think you think it is. But, but, but it's, it's not something that you can you can always take with you. I think that that's a privilege point. You're I feel like about. it's an extreme. Um, I feel like it's an extreme example where you go from a, a two bedroom house to homeless and need to make those. I kinds wasn't even of talking decisions. about. I'm going from a two bedroom house to a one bedroom house. That is a massive downside. Sure, but you made a priority decision about what you kept and what you didn't. Right, you still have the privilege of being able to decide what to keep. And you may you you may you argue probably pick that the clothes and the the kitchen things you need rather than than your books and and your games. I think that's completely off the topic of where we are. But I, I no, think- it's not. It's a, it's a realistic thing that people, my friends, are currently no, having no, to no. go through I, when they, not, they're getting forced out of their houses. I'm not saying it's not a realistic thing. I think that's a completely different discussion from where we are about Disney taking the choice away from us to have physical copies than the choice of us to have physical copies. Yes, that is true. Yeah. But we're 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 also being realistic, and we, and we look at the stats, and it's just that people people aren't buying those physical copies anymore. But do you think the they're digital- not buying them because they're 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 in the 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 space or the realm of your friends, or do you think that it's just a generation of people that have come in have never needed? No, I think or, it's something they've moved into connected. when they've moved they've moved out of their parents' house where they had the space. Now they don't have the space, and so they go, "Cool, if I want to watch those things, I have to go digital." Digital doesn't take up doesn't take up space. In kind of, I would in respectfully, respectfully challenge, not disagree, but challenge the, the the validity of of whether or not that statistic is being swayed by a younger generation of people that are making that choice because they've never really known another choice. Like they've grown up in that world versus people your age and my age and our age that mm. that have to make that choice because life's tough sometimes. I actually think it's more likely, it's more prevalent. That's a fifth beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very slow. <laughs> yeah. Not in fuck spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's more prevalent because 15, 16, 18-year-olds have only grown up in a streaming world. Yes. I mean, they, you yeah, ask yeah, them what, yeah. what a landline looks like. They've got no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a truly different generation. But I also think there's a connection to tangibility that people go through when they want to reject uh, when they want to reject digital society, and I think there is a natural humanistic nature hmm. that drives us to, from time to time, reject 
the digital world we live in. And Dan and I were talking about this not too long ago about um, some literature that I've been purchasing the the most expensive, realistically expensive version of a book that I could find that I loved. And I'll buy one or two books a month and they'll cost $50 to, to $100 and that's a, a splurge. That's a, that's a nice to have. Like yeah. to spend $50 to $100 on a book like uh, Dante's Purgatory mm. – it's it's not a mandatory purchase. It's not putting food on the table. It's 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 not keeping a roof no, over my head. So it's very much today a splurge, and yet it's important to me. I've already read the book. It's going. Dan's going to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I I think there is a there's a part of us that does like it's very easy and convenient to consume digital technology or digital media. But there is a part of us that still wants to connect tangibly and physically to the things that we have an emotional connection to. No, I'm, 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 I agree with that because there's, there's definitely a reason I bought the disc edition of the PS5. Like, yeah, I, there's, I, all, I there's, a, there's a reason yeah. you bought the collector's edition of, of Ragnarok too. Yeah. Of God of War Ragnarok. That's very much a wanting a tangible connection to something that you respect and love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I, 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 I really think, especially as the the idea of that Australian having the house and having having the space to have, you know, that the, like we we've made the choices to have our our stuff behind us. But that's that's not a choice that's often yeah, more so I, these days. I, I I don't necessarily disagree. I, I but I do agree with Dan that it's a different topic because this conversation is about the monolithic multi trillion dollar company is making the choice for us as yeah. opposed to boots on the ground well, choices you have to make need, day to it day. did kind of naturally lead into that. There's, i think that's, yeah yeah that's, yeah, yeah. That's definitely just, a factor of it yeah yeah anyway i think we need to wrap this topic to be honest well, i don't know where we, where we can it was a good topic we, can, we can't really <laughs> go anywhere more until we just start just saying fuck you fuck you streaming services like that's basically just where it's going to end up, off, like us, you know, in another beard deep and going like, yeah, fuck. fuck but we've guys. also, but we've also, you know, like we've we've reaped the benefit of those streaming services I too. Need another beer. Yeah. I'm Why do you think I did that? When he gets back. Yeah. But no, no, it's it's yeah, no, it is it is it is. I definitely think the the historical point that you brought that you guys brought up about like the removing history is is a dangerous precedent, and but like, at the same time. Like, God bless those those digital archivists and the work they do to what keep I'm, that stuff yeah. alive. What what I'm worried about is, like I'm like the 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 justification for removing Willow. Willow mm. was a tragic fucking series. Like it was a fail. There wasn't it wasn't un, irredeemably bad. It wasn't like yeah. a D grade bomb. But, but it, wasn't but it also wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great by yeah, any stretch yeah, yeah. of the imagination, right? It was all kinds of wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, pulling it off streaming services for no other reason than you don't want to pay the young actress who starred in it. No, that, like that's you, a very, yeah, no, I agree. That offends me in a way that, like, I, I am, as much as I, I was maybe too young or too naive or didn't give a fuck enough to really connect with why the Writers Guild um had a strike for as long as they did last time around yeah to me it was just like i'm devoid of content what the fuck is wrong with these people i just can you guys just get over it because i want to watch some shit on tv Mm. that was my attitude as a maybe late teenager but but i can absolutely not yeah i was out of school 
Yeah. Oh, well, then I was just a, guys. I yeah. was I was just a C bomb of a, a a young something twenty year old something twenty something year old. Can I say it? Don't <laughs> say it, Dan. I have to bleep enough, motherfucker. Um, but but this Let's whole come concept up with a new of, word instead of the C bomb. Just we'll just the, go down the tree but tree beard route. Just butterum, butterum, bracket, bracket, bracket. Yeah, yeah, bracket all. But but the idea that SAG AFTRA um, is striking because actors should not be digitally cloned without payment. No. I totally no, no, fucking agree with, mm. and that, it's not. A, and that's another day of conversation we can go into in the yes, next episode. I think it but is, it's not is, a big the leap. AI, the AI problem. But it's not a big leap to go from that to I don't want to pay the main actress royalties from Willow season one, so I'll just take it off streaming because it's not making enough money anyway. So fuck that bitch. Yeah, she she put a year of her life into that show. Yeah. Mm. Like oh, she thought like, that was yeah. going to be her 100%. break that was going to lead her to stardom. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's especially young, act- young actors. And she gets and nothing. And she gone, was a young actress. Gone forever. No physical yes. copies in the world. Yes. So she can't even so, put it in her portfolio and have anyone watch it. The young pirates out there in the wild. Yeah, but, but like, can you imagine saying to, to your prospective oh, employer, no, I, you yeah. go and watch this movie I, was, I starred in and they can't see it? They can't find it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's- Fucking, it's really fucked up. Hey, yep. hey, I was I was in Willow five years ago. Oh, didn't Disney delete that from their entire archive after it was released? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yet people, hard, man, it's hard. And yet people are genuinely upset that BBC had a fire in their warehouse and lost all of their Doctor Who seasons one through five. Like that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's, that's a, a huge deal, deal. Yeah. For, for massive nerds like me. But but like people lament historical that, reasons. Right? Yeah. Historical reasons. And yet yeah. now we're we're doing it on purpose. Some fuck has to sit there and hit the delete key and does that knowingly. Mm. Like, yeah. Anyway. We Crazy. Should we should move on. I'm going to go get another beer. Well, while we're doing that, Dan, are you winning, son? Oh. I'm like, I'm not going to go into anything new here. This is, or did you scare Jasper then? I did. did I just- did. I did a big clap. Big old <laughs> clap. <laughs> Um, I'm not doing anything new here. I'm rolling into the Doom D- Doom Eternal DLC. Uh, nice. How is it? Doom Eternal Ancient Goods. It's uh, Ancient Goods. Uh, ancient Gods. It's, well, uh, it, it's it, a, it is the it's the ancient gods are giving you the ancient goods. Ancient goods, yeah, it mm. definitely is because it's it's just more Doom Eternal. It's yeah. it's. Just, I'm so excited to play it. I'm, it. I'm yeah. Once I I'm done with Skyrim, it's the next game lined up. Yeah. It just it just made me happy running into it again for a little bit, and it had a really cool little little doom um, uh, doom slayer intro for the the DLC, and it was okay. It's a very contained story. You don't get to go. Are you into so one in, or two? Is, is two I'm just like- in one at the moment. Um, it in. Doom Eternal, you get your Doom Fortress, which is the space station that you go back to after each major mission. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see all your collectibles. And I was really negative on the Doom Fortress when we first when I first started playing it. But then I realized where the collectibles all start to turn up. So in in the main game, you the secret areas that you go and pick up bits and pieces in, unlike 2016. These are all records and bobbleheads and things like that. Mm. But the records you pick up appear as concert posters on the wall of the Doom Fortress, the space station, and you go up to them and you click on them and you can play the music from Quake, the music from Quake 2, 
the the music from original Doom, from Doom Two, from Doom yep. sixty four. Yep. So you, like it, it actually you go. You know what? I want to. That's go on. really cool. I'm nostalgic. I want to go back. I want to go and find person. all. I want to go yeah. and find all these little bits and pieces. Like yeah. what? But they're not mar- on the marked on the map. They're only marked as a secret. They're not marked as what you a get. Record. Yeah. So I, I want to go and get the record because when I get to the fortress next, I want to go and put the fucking original Doom music on, or I want to put the Doom sixty four so music the way on. To get, that's the way to get Dan to platinum things with collectibles oh. is to make them actual things you collect that then do things at your the little base. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. D- definitely. And I mean, it's it's the same as um, the uh, the 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 vineyard in The Witcher Three, where you can go yep. and just put yeah, your yeah. You put your um, armor stands up and put all your collected armor along yep. the walls yep. in your. Uh, oh, it's yeah. your houses in Skyrim. I've got so many uh, armor yeah. mannequins at the moment. Yeah. Oh, but see, I didn't get to do that because that wasn't a thing when I when I played Skyrim first. So you have to play it again. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Doom Eternal, Ancient <laughs> Gods. It's just more Doom Eternal. Love it. Yep. It's more. It's more Doom Slayer. Good fun shit. The game that you hated for a while, but ended up yep. falling in love. Oh, with. yeah. It's such a great turnaround, Dan. And yeah. Like I said last time, I don't think there's ever been a game I've ever played that I've hated and then come to like absolutely loving it as much as I do. And then obviously, uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. That's is- that's a spotlight topic. Games you turn yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That down. Okay. I agree. Thinking. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. I've sent you guys some very late night. Uh, mm. Me sitting here at my I was, my, my when PC you sent desk, drinking scotch. The first video that you sent of it, I was quite intoxicated when you sent it yeah. to me, and I was just like, I remember I was at the pub, and mates were like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "Don't know." But I need. But to it looks it. fucking good, right? <laughs> but I need mm. to watch. Looks it. like Fallout Tactics, but turned into a uh, a, a, a space opera. Yeah, and it, this is Star Wars. Need to do this. I mean, mm. Lucas, Lucas, or Star games, Trek for that matter. Yeah, well, Star Trek. Any of those ones that people have the real affinity to. I mean, this is the perfect game just to take the framework of. Like, I think I think Star, Star Wars- Trek have Star Trek have done a game similar to that. Well, they've they've, they've got. Um, Star Trek Online, which has a kind of an like a flowing element, but this is turn based. Like you literally, the one of the pictures I sent you guys was me chasing a, a singular Cylon ship with the the ghost shadows of all my ships going after it were the turns that I was making. So that when yeah, I right. start again, that was where my ships were going to go. Mm. And it's this is like Star Wars already has this in X Wing. Um, miniature game and yep. um, Star Wars Armada, like they have the tabletop versions of these mm-hmm. games. This is exactly what it is. It's just translated to a video game. If they don't do this, this is such a miss on their behalf. Like it's such a it's it, Deadlock is such a great addition to the Battlestar Galactica world, but just a great addition to translating what we play on tabletop. And I know it's a bit of a dying genre with us old farts. And playing things physically and all the physical media that we like to collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 so so much fun. So much fun. I'm not gonna go into it. Fuck it. Tom, Tom are you winning? Well, Pete, no, let's go. Pete, are you winning, son? Oh. No, I'm not. Okay. No. I've I've So anyway. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang, on hang on. I've why hit not? The, I've hit the hard reset 
which I'm going to say I saw the the range logo on that oh. it's a great beer that's a that's a fucking what is it it's a west coast IPA yeah 440 mil 6.7% it's Exactly what I want at this time of night. It's not punching your face, but it's there. It's it makes its presence known. And hard resets perfect for someone who finished high on life, turned off the PlayStation. Uh, sorry, turned off the Xbox and hasn't turned on either console since. I thought you were going to go back to um, Red Dead RDR. RDR yeah, too. I've been I've been forcing myself not to because that's a that's a time sink. I'm not going to finish it before Starfield or um, Baldur's Gate Gate 3. And there's lots of stuff that I need to do work-wise and podcast-wise. I mean, we still haven't released Uplate on on, uh, YouTube. We actually get quite a few views on YouTube these days, so that's that's important for us to catch up on. Um, So I've been kind of focusing my time on other stuff. So I'm quite happy that... So I was going to weigh in on my uh, my thoughts on you playing Baldur's Gate or Starfield. Mm. Yes, play Starfield, Pete. Yeah, play Starfield. Play Starfield. Every it, every every man and his dog is currently playing Baldur's Gate three and spoiling it for everyone. So I yeah, but I don't care about that. Let's not. No, no, mine. Dan mine, and I have a special connection to Larian Studios. I feel. Yeah, my opinion here is different. If you have something that you're trying to decide between, whether it's Baldur's Gate or Starfield, hmm. don't pick Baldur's Gate. Why? Because you want to sit and enjoy that world that they have created and take your time and not I feel actually, rushed. I actually, I, I, I don't know if you've got time and I don't know if Tom's got time, but I, it feels like a co-op game to me. See, yeah, I don't. Never thought- someone, someone asked me about this last night. And I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was like, "Someone was like, oh, have you played Baldur's Gate three yet?" And I was like, "It's not out on consoles." Um, but I know the two guys I would play it with, but we would never match up our schedules. And, and I actually, I'm, don't- I'm, I'm the worst I person because so. I would go ahead. You can make time. I don't see. I don't think so. I think I think I've played quite a bit of Baldur's Gate. I've played through the uh, twenty hours twice of the same the same loop <laughs> because yep. of the the up the the updates over the early access period. And I find it quite a personal thing. Like I find that going into this party of characters that they've created quite a personal thing. I think I think. Running these characters with other people controlling them, if you were going to take the main storyline characters that are created for the Baldur's Gate story, mm-hmm. um, quite a personal thing to you leading this party and directing them in the direction that you think they should go because they're quite mm-hmm. a conflicting party. Yep. Um, but if the, everybody the legacy was, characters, but the that's legacy the characters, same as, that's the same as as uh, Divinity One and yeah. Two. It is. In, in fact, there were there were two characters in Divinity 2 that if you had them both in the party, like they would kill each other. One yeah. would always die. Yeah, and I think I think Baldur's Gate is exactly the same thing. And I think if you were to play three players in a party of four that all created characters of their own, you would also miss an enormous amount in a massive game. Hmm. So, uh, fuck you guys. I'm playing this on my own. Okay. But, Fair enough. But that's just my opinion. And I also think Starfield is a very personal thing too because it's a it's a I mean it's a Fallout it, game. It in rolls space. into what 
Tom Tom's about to talk about. I mean, it's a Skyrim. I mean, you it's a Bethesda. It's Bethesda. It's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a world where you feel alone, but you're Look, not Pete, alone. Pete, if it really comes down to it, I would just pick which controller you want to spend more time with over the next, you know, however many hours you're going to invest. <laughs> I'm going to end up playing Starfield. I, I I think you've been more excited for Starfield than you have Baldur's Gate three. I feel you've talked about Starfield more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think have. you're probably no, right. You I think have. you're probably right. And and it's funny because I've been and I almost messaged you guys a couple of times over the last few days, mainly when drunk over the last week or so. Hey guys, and, I miss you. And it's it's just a really random thing that I'm things. feeling. True. Um, it's just I've been missing a Fallout game. I'm just like I've been craving a Fallout game. I haven't played Fallout since I platinumed Four. Fallout 3. Oh, do you never play 4? No, I platinumed uh, uh, New Vegas, which was after yep. Fallout yep, yep, 3. Yep, I've never played 4. 4 was great. I played 4. Hmm. 4 I was just, also really hard for me to get into. I had to go out and into that for a couple of times. I just missed the randomness, which I think Starfield will scratch that itch. Hmm. So. Anyway, Fosrodar. Fosrodar. Uh yes, I am I'm still neck deep in Skyrim. I had two weeks off work and I am a hundred and thirty-five hours into Skyrim. I never get tired of just roaming the landscape hmm. and listening you've to the You've talked music. it up. You you've t- you haven't talked it up, sorry. That's the wrong words to use. You have described this massive time sink to get to play the game, to finish the game, and I'm starting to question whether or not I actually did platinum it. So I'm. Oh no, I'm, you can platinum it in like 40 hours. If you smash through everything, you can do it in like 40 hours. But I'm. I I'm, don't think I'm, you can because you've got to get all of the, all of the collectibles. You've got to do all of the nah, dungeons. Nah, you've nah, got nah, to. Nah, no, I, no I'm there were pretty horns sure. or something like that. There were tokens that got you to. No, there were the, there's the Daedrix, Daedrix things you need to do, the Daedrix That's quests. It. But they actually are pretty, like, pretty fast when you actually think about it. Um, I, I could probably I'm look seriously up, tempted to open my Steam and see what I've collected. <laughs> I don't know what my um my see hours my, are on the game. See with my um my connection. I don't even know crashes. you can look it up. To be honest, uh, I can tell you because I'm on PSN profiles right now. The Elder Scrum, Elder Elder Scrums, Elder Scrums, the Elder Scrums Five Skyrim Trophy Guide. Uh, they reckon it's okay. Sorry, so it's a five out of ten difficulty. It's one playthrough and 125 hours. They reckon. Yeah, so it's a I big fucking game, man. No, but I definitely think you can do it quicker. You can smash through that main. Yeah, quest. but I, I, but I'm not the sort of person that speedruns things. I like to enjoy my run as much as you. You're I, talking I to the king of not speedrunning this game. I'm literally like, I walk past and it's like, it's it's not a filled. It's it's the blacked out like logo for a cave. And I'm like, well, hmm. I have to go that way right now. No, but Tom, <laughs> you're going to that quest. But, well, I can yeah, go to that it's quest. It's the ADD of video games. It's like it's, I have no, no idea how I ended up here, but it's the here start we are. of the Incredibles. It's the Mister Incredible driving the car, and he's like, "Yeah, I've still got time." Like that's that's what I think. I literally, I'm like, "Well, I've got time." Um, I have just been playing through the Dawnguard DLC, which I never played in the first one because I never hmm. I never played the DLCs, and that's been really cool. Oh. It's all all based around vampires. It's 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 very fun. Um, it's a really good story, and then I'm 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 now also now super excited after the quality of that to dive into the dragonborn which is the second dlc um which takes you to another island so like both the dlc the first dlc it's like 
they they I've picked, played both of those. They they, they, they were, pick the, they the pick DLC areas they pick excellent. areas like just off the map technically that they open up in this. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 chugging through it. I'm leaving portions. That, I've got up to the points of the game where I can. I finally finished all the Daedric quests, which <laughs> I never did because one of them glitched out on me in the when I played it on PS3. So I finished that. So that's an accomplishment for me. Um, Thieves Guild. I'm going to finish off next. I am a full companion. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, I actually just I will part of doing the Dawn Guard. I got cured my Lycanth like like three. Werewolfness. Werewolfness. Um, what? What? Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. There you go. To contract vampirism, you can't have both at the same time. Yeah. Um. So now I've I'm a fully fledged vampire lord. Um. Really preferred the 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 lycanthropy. There. It was yeah. much better. I agree. Yeah. That was a lot of fun running yeah. around in the. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I actually I know I can cure my vampirism and then I can go re- back contra- recontract. Yeah. I can get. I can become a werewolf again. So I probably will do that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got up to the, the funny thing I forgot. So, um, remember Parthenax, the, the, the dragon that's the top of the mountain. Parthenax. Do you know who he's voiced by? No. He's the same dude who does the Mario voice. <laughs> Talk about fucking range. Wow. Yeah, so, cause it's cl- Jesus <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, compared yeah, that to- that was 100% ah, clip. It's a me, Mario. It's the same guy, same voice actor. That dude- Wow. Instantly wow. most talented man on the planet. Wow. Yeah. I just remember how big Skyrim was. and, oh, and I love Walking it. up the top of the mountain. Yeah, you get a- your horse that's suddenly a mountain goat and it can go vertical up a mountain. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's doing <laughs> um, a roach. Yeah, oh, it's, but you have it's to so walk good. up that mountain the first time and and go past all of the the yep. little banner things yep. that, like the little pennants. Yeah, and, and, and then I, just the soundtrack that Jeremy Soul created is definitely one of the greatest game soundtracks of all also time. Also, can confirm that. platinumed and also hundred percent at Hearthstone. Yep, Dragon done Hearthstone. Dragon, built my houses. Built your houses. Yeah, uh, Dawn Guard and Dragonborn. Yes. Yeah, so I'm basically finished Dawn Guard, and then I've just got to go. I've never, I've never played Dragon Ball. I'm super excited. That's when you you face off the other Doverkin, yes, uh, Dragonborn dude. Um, yeah, so no, it's it's in there, and I'm just loving it. I'm really loving it. It's it's the lore is fantastic. The the, the oh, choices actually make a difference. Even just the simplest little fetch quest is yeah. so th- fleshed out. Like you understand why it takes them ten years to make game to game. Like mm. I. I I don't. I, I don't know if you remember this. I was just playing the Dawnguard DLC, and I, I went to the Soul Plane, and mm-hmm. you meet a dude who I remember meeting in Morrowind, and they've put him in that. It's such a fucking throwback. I mean, he's talking about everything that happened in Oblivion and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, oh, it's it's yeah, it's you, dude. Shit, I remember meeting you. Like, yeah, and then you look up, you look up the the lore online, and. And sure Emma's, enough, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Emma's been laughing because I'm like going to bed and she's like, you know, she's like half asleep. And I usually read a digital comic in bed. Shoot me. Um, uh, but uh, I'll also now, I've just, instead of reading that, I'm like starting to read like- On the Wikipedia page for, for I'm on a wiki Skyrim. page for Skyrim and just reading <laughs> through lore because I'm like, the, the, the text they use in game is really hard to read. It actually kind of yeah. hurts my eyes a bit. So it's it's much easier to read on a, on a thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, what quests did I just do? Oh, okay, I'll read up on them. I'll read all the lore bits that went into that. So, yeah, I'm fucking winning, son, and I'm, I'm, I'm 
look, after two weeks of just, that's all I did. People were like, what did you do on your holiday? Did you go away? Did you have a good time? I was like, I literally- It's a I was staycation, in, motherfucker. I was in Tamriel. I was in yep. Tamriel. Yep. And I never wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So yes, I am winning some. All right. I think that might be the end of our episode. Well, I think that's fucking us. Mm. Yep. Well done, everyone. We got there. In the end. In the in end. In the end. Um, if anyone was asking- the, If you the, got there, thank my you. My fifth beer as well that I was drinking, I'm drinking the, the Sydney Brewery Speakeasy Black IPA, which Ooh. is delicious. Mm. Oh, talked about yeah. that before. Mm. We have, I've done that before. That's why I cracked mm. I had another can. Yeah. Get it around your lips and your <laughs> mouth hole. Your laughing gear. Mm. All, All right. right. Thank you very much for listening. Let's Bye. fuck off. Bye. Catch you.